0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: What are
2: you
3: talking about? No, it's not him. There is only one more. There is only one. There's that's it. One more. Get it around. No. They saw your team. Put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days, they used to have oxygen for Where's the oxygen? Play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this. this is the sports loudmouth. Yay. Man, can you
2: keep it down? I'm trying to
3: introduce here
2: with Errol Marks and Speedy
3: BD. You're not even a has been. You're never-was!
0: You're never-was! You're never-was!
3: Never welcome, 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 welcome to a new show of the Sports Lab. I'm your host, Errol Marks, my co-host, Speedy Petey. Six three one is six seven two thirty one zero eight is the number. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want to apologize to all the fans. We had cable problems out here in Long Island, all over this area, all over the Smithtown Lake Grove area. Everybody lost their cable for almost two and a half hours. So I want to apologize to all the fans that we are starting. Hour and a half late. We actually missed one of our guests, so we'll have him on next week. Uh, but we do have a guest at 11 o'clock. We will be talking to Big Blue Banter and Big Blue View uh, writer and podcast host Nick Filato. He will be joining us. So we'll talk about some Giants football with him. I know Speedy can't wait for that. Oh, uh, uh, I guess they could talk about all the injuries they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll get into some Giants football, some of their drops, their cuts, their waivers. We're going to get into all that with our friend Nick. Uh, we're going to get to this R.J. Barrett thing. It seems like this doesn't end when it comes to this trade. It, it goes to Donovan Mitchell going to the New York Knicks, to Donovan Mitchell not going to the New York Knicks, to Donovan Mitchell going to the Knicks, to Donovan Mitchell not going to the Knicks. Now today, Donovan Mitchell took all his... Jazz following, you know, all the different players, the team. He took it all off off his Twitter. So what does that mean? I don't know what that tells me. Does that tell me that Donovan Mitchell is telling them I want out of here? I I don't know. Uh, But uh, obviously the Knicks give R.J. Barrett a a sign. Uh, They sign him for four years, $120 million extension. Uh, What does that do? Well, it it doesn't really do anything because there was stories coming out from the organization that they were willing to – trade R.J. Barrett and two unprotected first-round draft picks for Donovan Mitchell, and Danny Ainge was not going with that. So, uh, the Knicks, uh, obviously, uh, um, Leon Rose gave him 48 hours to decide what he was going to do, and if if he wasn't going to take that trade, he was going to sign R.J. Barrett. Now that R.J. Barrett is signed with his rookie, they cannot trade R.J. until December. So they have control of R.J. Barrett until then. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how they're going to get R.J. Barrett now. So uh, even though there is stories coming out that R.J. Barrett could be still involved with the trade, I don't know how. But now it's the same issue that the Suns and the Heat had with Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't know why they keep talking about this. But uh, anyways, uh, the 49ers to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, he will be the highest paid backup in the NFL. He would be making $7 million. and. I mean, that's a lot of money for a backup quarterback that might not even play this year. It might even go up to $19 million to, if it gets playing time. Yeah. So. NFL teams solidify their 53-man 50, roster. So a lot of teams dropped a lot of players. There's quite a few players that a lot of teams would be interested in. We will get into that a little bit later in the show. Tracking the Jets and the Giants cuts, we will get into that as well. And the Yankees struggling on the West Coast as Aaron Judge reaches fifty. Home runs.
2: What is, what is Snug saying over here? Uh, Josh Silverberg told me that he saw a rumor that Donovan Mitchell was eating lunch at Crown Burger in Salt Lake
3: City. I never even heard of Crown Burger. <laughs> I don't
2: even, it must be a West Coast chain or something. I don't know. If,
3: if he's saying there's a Crown Burger, obviously there has to be one. Because so, uh, Snug knows his food. So that, yes. that I do know. He knows his snacks and he knows his food. But, uh, yeah, you could call us at 631-672-3108. Again, I'd like to apologize to all the fans that were waiting for us to come on uh, as we had cable and Internet problems all over the north side of Suffolk, Long Island. So we're happy to be back. So before we get our guest on at 11 o'clock, let's get into – why don't we get into the NFL? Because that that seems to be the big story right now. Uh, Cuts were uh, done and finished today. Uh, so, let's go into the Giants and the Jets because it seems like you, you look at each and every one of these rosters and you say, what is going to make these teams better? So, let's go into the Jets and some of their cuts today and over the last 48 hours. The Jets cut quite a few, you know, important players, I think, to this team. And a lot of young players that were drafted by Joe Douglas in the last two seasons. So, um uh, um, Gidry, uh, I'm sorry, Gidry, Javelin, Gidry, yeah. Javelin Gidry got dropped. Uh, Rashard Wild Goose got dropped. Isaiah Dunn, Tanzil Smart, Jonathan Marshall, uh, Jabari Zunigua, Zuniga. And by the way, he was put on waivers. Now, I know that the Cowboys were reaching out for Zuniga and, and somebody else. I forget the other guy that they were reaching out to the Jets for. But uh, edge rusher Bradley Aeney. It might have been him because they drafted him. The Marshall Cowboys. Harris, Dilshawn uh, Phillips, Hamasa Nisaridin, um DQ Thomas, Connor McDermott, another guy that they brought in a couple of years ago, uh, actually a year ago, in free agency. They dropped him. Uh, Odoga, uh, another guy that I, I think Joe Douglas No, I think him. he was
2: the year before the year he before. came in. Yeah,
3: Grant Hermans, Chris Glazier. Chris uh, Stravler. A lot of people oh. they, put, they put him on waivers. Now, if he passes through waivers, which I think he will, I think the Knicks, uh, I, I think the Jets will re-sign him to the, uh, you know, the, the practice, the squad. practice yeah. squad. So I I, 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 don't think it's completely out of range that he could still be a Jet. Uh, Coleman, which was a very big surprise, they released him. Uh, Lamichael Piron, another guy that Joe Douglas drafted, they they waived him. Poor CJ. Will Parks. <laughs> Jason Pinnock, who a lot of people liked throughout the you know preseason and practices, uh, a safety that they really really thought was going to make the team. Uh, Wesco, another guy that was drafted by, uh, wasn't he? Wasn't he drafted from Joe Douglas? I'm not sure. I think it was a year before that. Yeah, it might. Kenny Yoboa, I was surprised about that. Tarek Black, Calvin Jackson, another surprise, and Irvin Charles. So, uh, so when you look at the Jets roster. Here's the roster. Here's the depth charts for the New York Jets in 2022, ladies and gentlemen. And I know everybody that is listening could care less uh, if you're not a Jet fan. Um, Quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, one. Joe Flacco, two. Mike White, three. Running backs, Michael Carter, one. Brees Hall, two. Zonovan, which I love this. Zonovan Knight, three. Ty Johnson, four. And Zonovan Knight had a very good you know, preseason, he looked really, really good. I'm still amazed he went undrafted. That kid's talented. <laughs> he, he really is. They got a three headed monster over there with the Jets. Three very talented young running backs could be the future of this organization. Wide receivers Elijah Moore, number one, Corey Davis, two, Braxton Berrios, three, Garrett Wilson, four, Jeff Smith, Denzel Mims made the team. Well, he will not be for there now. for long. <laughs> he will not be there for long. They will trade him. Uh, tight ends. Uh, surprising on this one. Uh, C.J. Azuma, uh, who's the number one. Tyler Conklin, too. Jeremy Ruckert. I say uh, I'm surprised because I thought Conklin was going to be the one. But it, it looks like it's C.J. Azuma. Uh, Jeremy Ruckert. And Lawrence Cager makes the team. Uh, offensive tackles. Dwayne Brown, the number one. Number two, George Font will be the right tackle. And Max Mitchell. So they're very light on the tackle position, which that could be a big problem mm-hmm. if one of these get one of these guys get hurt this year. Uh, inside lineman: uh, Lincoln Tomlinson one, Elijah Verrett Tucker two, Connor McGovern three, which is the center Dan Feeney, and who's a very good friend of Zach Wilson. That's why he yeah. made the team. And Nate Herbig. Um, uh, inside defensive lineman: uh, Quinn Williams one, John Franklin Myers. Sheldon Rankins, Solomon Thomas. I knew he was going to make the team because yeah, I love him so. Of much. course, and Nathan Shepard, who made the team again. One of the, I, I forgot about him completely. I forgot he even existed.
2: Still on the edge <laughs>
3: rushers. Carl Lawson one, Jermaine Johnson two, uh, Jacob Martin, Bryce Huff, who had a very good preseason. Michael Clemens and Vinnie Curry. Vinnie Curry hasn't played any of the preseason, and yeah. he made the team. Um, linebackers: C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams. Kawan Alexander. Wow, Quincy William over Kawan Alexander. And Jamian Sherwood. Cornerback, Sauce Gardner, one. DJ Reed, two. Michael Carter, three. Bryce Hall, four. Brandon Eccles, and Justin Hardy. Safeties, Jordan Whitehead, Lamarcus Joyner, Ashton Davis, which everybody was surprised about. Yeah. And Tony Adams. And obviously the kickers and punters. Greg Zerline, Braden Mann, and Thomas Hennessy. That is the New York Jets of 2022. So what does that sell me as a Jet fan? If you're a Jet fan right now, what does that sell to all you Jet fans? It tells me that Jets are a very young team. There are very few veteran players on this team. From, from each line, from quarterback. quarterbacks, so I would say Joe, Joe Flacco, I don't compare Mike White because I don't think we're going to see him this year. Ty Johnson, Corey Davis, Jeff Smith, Uzuma, Conklin, Cager. I mean, this is a very young team. The oldest players on this team are probably around 30. Okay, so this is a very young team. I think the Jets going into the season... Uh, they were, I think, they were third or fourth youngest. Yeah, team the Texans in the NFL. were the youngest. I know that
2: third or fourth. Yeah.
3: So this is a very young team. This is, a, this, is not a gonna, this is not going. We're not going into the season where the Jets are a veteran team where everybody expects them to be a Super Bowl contender. But again, we saw that last year with the Bengals. Nobody expected the Bengals to be where they were last year. They do have Joe Burrow. And I do not believe Zach Wilson is Joe Burrow yet. But I, I I look at this team. I like some of the depth. I like some of the talent. I, I, I love the wide receiver and running back core. I think the running back core has so much depth. Mm-hmm. It really does. With the young runners that they have, all of these guys are two, uh, two out of the three guys are power runners. And I, I think Brees Hall could be a superstar in this league. He really could. And Michael Carter could, too. Uh, He looked really good in the second half of the season before he got hurt. But um, I like Knight. He looked really talented throughout the preseason. A lot of people loved him. So it's so very interesting what the Jets are trying to do. And, And this is a very important year for Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and this coaching staff. The reason why is this is the year Zach Wilson needs to take his steps forward. If Zach Wilson does not take steps forward this year, we're going into an offseason where we're going to be talking about a completely different Jets team. Because then you're going to have to look into the draft. If you're a top 10 team, which a lot of people think the Jets still could be, hmm. are you going to depend moving forward on Zach Wilson? Or do you bring somebody in that's going to challenge him for his position? That's going to be the question that maybe Joe Douglas can't answer. Because Joe Douglas could be looking for a job in the offseason. Having a quarterback that is successful in this league is so imperative, so very important. And right now, if you sit back and you're, you're trying to compare and contrast what this team's going to be this year, and I was on CJ's show, I was on a couple of really good Jet shows over the last couple of days, and honestly, nothing can tell me what this team is going to be until I know what Zach Wilson is. Because no matter what they have offensively, and defensively, if your quarterback is gonna throw interceptions and if your quarterback is gonna put you down in and out every single game where you're down every every game early in the game where you're playing catch up, you're not gonna know what the running backs could do. You're gonna force the wide receivers to get open deep where you're gonna make even more mistakes. And that's why the offensive line was so very important for Joe Douglas to really rebuild in the offseason. And he did a very good job bringing in Lincoln Tomlinson and Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown was really supposed to be the backup, Makai Beckham or, or George Font right. going into the season. Makai Beckham got hurt. It all fell together. I don't know if Dwayne Brown would have stayed or even went to the Jets if he was a backup player. He was a pro Bowl player the year before. I think he I think he was an all-pro player the, the uh, last year as well. I, I I'm not sure. I don't know who who was the left tackle all-pro player, but um he was as good as any tackle in football last year. No, his one all-pro year was 2012. All right, so he he was one of the best left tackles in all of football last year. Yeah, it's kind of tough to compete with the year Trent Williams
2: had, so he was probably, definitely the all-pro I would imagine.
3: I'm not so, sure the second one was. We sit here today and are you excited about this Jets team? I would say I'm I'm exactly where I was last year. I mean, there's more talent. There's more offensive weapons. Carl Lawson is actually going to start this year without an Achilles tear or an ACL tear. I don't want to jinx him, but I think Robert Sala really protected the players uh, during preseason and, and practices because he wanted to make sure that they were 100% healthy going into the season. Is that going to help the Jets? I don't know. We'll see. It's a young team, so it's something you know, to...
2: Definitely be mindful of because I think you, you don't, want, don't want to have these injuries add up like they did last season so early in the season, too. And uh, you can look at a case where the Jets have all this depth now on the offensive side of the ball, too. You don't even. All, you also don't want to necessarily reveal how they're going to be rolled, revealed in the preseason either. Now we saw those guys play. Elijah Moore played a little. Corey Davis played some, but it was or not Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson played some, but at the, it was the running backs they really wanted to feature, and that's why Zonovan Knight made this roster. Which I I always thought he was very talented. I was I was thinking he was like a fourth, fifth round pick. I'm amazed he went undrafted, but it just shows how the running backs are just aren't as valued as much. But he's going to be a factor on this team. They have a lot of shifty guys in that backfield. That's definitely going to make a difference. We'll see what they do with Denzel Mims if they could trade him. Before they're the, going to trade him, yeah. Before the there's no starts. way
3: they're going to protect Denzel Mims. They only kept him because if they put him on waivers or they released him, there would they would be thirty teams lining up to try to bring him in. Right? He's very talented. He's still young. He has the size. He has the ability. He can run a four three. I mean, you can't teach that. You can't. Now you look at the Jets right now, and you sit back and you say, "Hey." This team could challenge the Buffalo Bills or the Miami Dolphins or the New England Patriots. I would say out of all three of those teams, three out of those four teams that I just mentioned in the AFC East, three of those teams, there's no guarantees. Agreed. Three yeah. of them. The Dolphins' offensive line is abysmal. Their
2: defense is going to get Are you going to trust yeah.
3: Tua? That's, that's the question. That's the other
2: thing, too. And
3: I don't care what Tyreek Hill says. <laughs> all right? Tyreek Hill is an idiot. All right? I, I love his podcast. I think he's a funny guy. So am I. And I, me and him going back and forth arguing about Tua, who are, a lot of people call him the Hawaiian Tebow. But <laughs> I, I don't know what he is and, and where he's going to be next year because I believe Miami will be looking at another quarterback in the draft. Oh, I forgot. They lost their first-round draft pick next year. Yep. So,
2: Somebody wanted Tom Brady and decided to do it illegally. Good so, job.
3: <laughs> good luck on that unless they trade back into the first round to get, that, get the quarterback that they want. But honestly – that division, out of all the divisions in the AFC, is the more up for grabs division. It really is. Now, Buffalo could be the most talented team in the AFC. A lot of people think that they they still are, and and, and Josh Allen is t- after what we saw. Josh Allen did against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs, uh, where he didn't get his opportunity to to uh, To get control of the ball in overtime, and that's why the league has changed the rules because of the Josh Allen situation. And that's great; it might help next year. I mean, it might help this year. It might not. But you look at the AFC East. What really scares you besides Buffalo, New England? They lost J.C. Jackson. They lost um, uh, Van Noyd. They lost Hightower, so yeah. Hightower. They lost so many starters. On this defense, which has been their strength, really, for years. Everybody keeps talking about their offense. Yeah, they had Tom Brady, but that wasn't their strength. Their defense kept them in games. Tom Brady would pull away with their offense. They don't have that this year. Now, Bill Belichick is a genius. He is a smart man. He gets all these young players to play for him. So you don't know what to expect with this Patriots defense. But offensively, who do they have? Parker? He hasn't looked good in the preseason. None of their wide receivers or tight ends have looked good. And by the way, as much as everybody believes Mac Jones is going to have a sensational year, who's he throwing to? Yeah. So uh, we're going into a season where the Patriots don't know who their number one guy is. They don't know who their number two guy is. They, don't, they know that they have a good running game, but are they going to be able to run the ball? When they redesign their offense and their offensive line. Now, Brown came back. I think he's going to be a pretty good tackle with them. He, he was good He was good when he went to Oakland. Um, and, well, it wasn't Oakland. Vegas. It, it was a bad contract. That the Patriots stay brought him healthy. back. Yeah, stay healthy. The, the, the Patriots brought him back. And the Patriots always do that. They yeah. bring back their guys, and they're successful. Yep. And, and maybe that might be their strength is their offensive line. Who knows? They're going to have to run the ball a significantly amount because they're not going to be able to throw the ball as much. Right. Also, keep in mind, though, they also lost Shaq Mason. He yeah. went to Tampa. And then they're also looking to trade Isaiah Wynn because he's on a contract year, too. So. Yes. I, well, they're going to keep him for the year. I, I don't think they're going to trade him. I think they hold on to him. Because if the Patriots want to make the playoffs, that offense yeah. needs to protect their quarterback. They need to run the ball, and they need a good offensive line to protect them. So, I, I believe they keep Isaiah Wynn, and they'll lose him in free agency. And that's probably what's going to happen. I, I think Belichick will cross cross those when he has to. But... Across cross that when he has to. But you look at the Patriots. Uh, there's no short sure thing with the Patriots. As far as Miami's concerned, Miami has offensive woes as far as their offensive line. They have two great wide receivers. No question. They have a great tight end. Fantastic. Gazicki is a good player. Mm-hmm. Um, their quarterback sucks, okay? He stinks. He's horrible. And I don't care what Tyreek Hill says. The guy is not accurate. He doesn't have a good arm. He's one hip away from retiring. Okay, I don't trust his hip to stay healthy. The man hasn't been healthy since he was drafted. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to regret not drafting Justin Herbert. They're going to regret it. Because this guy is the future of the NFL. This guy is going to take, I believe, the Chargers to that next level. I know you keep making jokes and everybody makes jokes about the Chargers, how they they fall apart. I don't think it's going to happen this year. They're too talented. Offensively and defensively. It's going to be very, very hard for the Chargers to fall apart this year.
2: Uh, Snick says Zach Wilson is an O'Keeffe okay quarterback, but also a mighty cougar hunter.
0: Uh, I would
2: I would agree with him. <laughs> I wonder if Zach Wilson's mom likes cupcakes in Hawaii. And Tebow, we trust. Yeah, good luck with that interior offense.
0: Well,
3: line. he's <laughs> just saying that. We we all know that that's not going to happen. Yeah, I think Tua will probably lose his job early in the season. Yeah, he could get hurt very easily uh, with that interior. I, I I think he's going to lose his job very early in the season, and then Miami's is going to have to figure out if uh, Lamar Jackson becomes available next year, hope. how much they're, they're going to open up their pockets for because they have no first-round draft pick, and they're not, they not they really don't have a future next year in, in the first-round draft. They better pray first, that first happens. First round of the picks. So they right.
2: better pray that happens. They really don't have much other options.
3: Then there's the Giants, and we're, we're going to have a guest on in, in just a little while. Uh, we have Filato coming on, and uh, I'm sure he's got his thoughts on where this team's going to go this year and the depth that they have. But talking about the Giants— I mean, this is a very important year for Daniel Jones. It is a very important year for him. I have always liked Daniel Jones. I am a Jet fan, but I have always vouched for this kid. I remember when he came from Duke. I remember how many times teams and people have taken shots. Fans have taken shots at this kid that he's not going to be good. He drops the ball too much. He's not good in in and out of the pocket. He can run. He's fast, but he makes mistakes because he doesn't protect the ball. I'm sick of hearing this. And I'm sure Dable is sick of hearing it. Dable is, I believe, the quarterback whisperer in the NFL. We saw what he did with Josh Allen. Josh Allen's Release is completely different when he came out of college. It's different. Go watch his release when he came into the league, and go watch his release after three years of it. Now, Daniel Jones has a professional release. He's got a great release. Very fast out of his hands. Very fast in his feet. I think he's one of the more underrated running quarterbacks in the NFL. People forget how fast this kid is. The problem with Daniel Jones over the last couple of years is... Who's he have to throw to? And it, and it's been a big problem for the New York Giants. Now we make fun of you know the quarter the uh, the wide receivers that the Giants had in the past. The not the Victor Cruz's, but Hakeem Nix, who by the way sold his ring, his his Super Bowl ring. I don't know hmm. what he was thinking. He sold it for like ninety thousand dollars. That's I, I I I guess he's that desperate for money or something like that. I don't know why he sold his ring, hmm. but. It was on eBay. I think he, was, uh, he put it up uh, for uh, auction, auction wow. on eBay, mm. and I think it sold for like ninety dollars or $100,000 or something like Damn. that. Uh, but, I mean, defensively, I expect Thibodeau, whenever he comes back, if he, he, he does play in a third or fourth week, because I think he's going to miss the first two weeks, there's yeah, almost a guarantee that, that he's probably going to miss the first two weeks. I want to see Thibodeau show up and and be the player that everybody thinks he's going to be. Now, Justin Tuck did exactly. Now, Justin Tuck was not a first-round draft pick. He wasn't. So, Osu Yumiura was not a first-round draft pick. Kiwanuka, it was. He was a first-round draft pick. But he wasn't expected to be what this man is supposed to be. What everybody expects him to be. He likes to sell his endorsements. He likes to sell his name. He likes to sell everything. He's made over a million dollars before he even stepped on a football field. And I understand, I respect Thibodeau for that. He comes from a poor family. If you know the story behind who he is and what he's been through in his career, early in his career, it's a great story. It really is. But he needs to go on a football field and do it on the football field. This, I'm the best. I, you know, I'm happy to be here. That's not going to fly with Giant fans. It's not. Justin Tuck will tell you. I've interviewed Justin Tuck four times. I know him personally. And Justin Tuck says, when you play in front of a Giants, the Giants fans, it's a different beast. They don't give you chances. You go out there, you play. You play hard. The fans will love you if you play hard. If you don't and you're a quitter, the fans are going to hate you. That's why so many turned on
2: Odell at the same time too, and Victor Cruz towards the did end. Did you of hear careers, that? So. I mean,
3: Odell Beckham has has come out and said that he would love a reunion with the Giants. I don't think the Giants Thank are sure. going <laughs> to give him that that extra extension that he's going to want. Well, I'm hearing that he wants between eighteen and twenty million. God. <laughs> You're and not going to get that off an injury. Good luck, Odell. <laughs> but listen, what he did in the Super Bowl before he got hurt, he was fantastic. Fantastic. He, he would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. Lock, not good pace. Yeah. I mean, who was the MVP? Was it Cooper Cope? Cup? Yeah. I think Odell probably would have won the MVP. And Cooper Cup was double and triple teamed. Right. You know, and they left it to Odell Beckham to make plays. And he was making them.
2: Mm-hmm. And, again, we'll have to see off that injury if he gets that kind of money. But I don't think it will. Even if he does, I don't think it will be with the Giants. Because the Giants have too many injury this, prone receivers already. <laughs>
3: this is such an important year for Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. This is so important. Now, Saquon believes he could be the best running back in the NFL. And I love Saquon. I, I remember interviewing him and his father when he was getting drafted. The year he was getting drafted, I both him and his father grew up Jet fans. I love that about both of them. Yes, I'm sure you his do. His father had a big Jets, uh, Jets tattoo on his forearm. And he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. His father is fantastic. Great interview. Funny guy. Saquon is a very nice guy, too. And by the way, his legs are like tree trunks. Good.
2: You can invite Saquon's dad to the
3: game if you go with Brandon Jacobs. Uh, No, thank you. But (laughs) this is an important year for Saquon Barkley. He needs to show up this year, stay 100% healthy, and be the backbone of this offense. Because I am not trusting Galladay. I am not trusting Robinson. I'm not trusting any of their wide receivers. None of their wide receivers really stand out to me to say, wow, I'm going to watch that guy this year. And Darius Slayton could be traded. <laughs> Yay.
2: <laughs> uh, Snook the says, guy
3: that they, the giant fans compared to Odell Beckham.
2: Yeah, I remember Figure that. that one out. I remember that.
3: Figure that one out.
2: Snook says, Speedy, you got to get a hat like the trumpet guy. Uh, Daniel Jones has to watch out for the turf monster. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely possible, but you better hope Saquon does stay healthy, though, because they don't really have a lot of good backup running backs either. They're not like the Jets loaded with all those backups. Their right. number two listed right now is
3: Matt Breida, who was very was very good for I the like 49ers like, like four Breida. years ago. <laughs> I like Breida. One can only hope he can rebirth that. I think they regret losing, uh, what's his name again a
2: couple of years ago? Wayne Gallman, and also this offseason Devontae Booker, too, was good last year, too, and they let him. Gallman was a reason. big
3: loss. Because because Gallman, yeah. I, I really like Gallman. When, when he was on the Giants, he, when, when Saquon got hurt and he, he tore, I think he tore his ACL, yeah. that was the year Gallman really took over and really played so well and I it didn't make any sense why the Giants didn't extend him, but the Giants have made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I think they have it right. I think they have the right GM. I think they have the right coach. I think Dable's going to get Daniel Jones up to par. I think Daniel Jones, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he could be a top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Before we I do. To,
2: before we go to break, I just want to mention this. Granted, Daniel Jones and the entire starting offense wasn't in for the whole preseason, but the Giants did lead the preseason in offensive yards per game. Do you game.
3: know who the most impressive defensive player was throughout the preseason for the Giants? The most impressive player? Ooh, that is a good question. It, was, it
2: I thought it was the guy who got hurt. Uh, Beavers looked like the best no, initially. No, what
3: I've been reading, it's been Xavier McKinney. Good. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I've been hearing. That. Yeah. The coaching staff loves Xavier McKinney. Uh, if you know Dable, Dable actually was on the coaching staff with Alabama when McKinney was playing for Alabama. Good. So he knows him very, very well. He, he recruited him. Well, he was part of the recruiting process when he came through Alabama, and he he, he loves him. He loves him. A lot of the players love Xavier McKinney, and and, and this is a guy that, I know a lot of cowboy fans and we know some of them <laughs> would have rathered him over CeeDee Lamb, which I have no idea, but that's giant that's that just shows you how stupid cowboy fans are, by the way. Um but Xavier McKinney could play a very big part of this defense and where this defense could go this year. I think this is gonna be a fun, uh, energetic defense because they're gonna be able to go. They're gonna go after every single team. There are blitz heavy team. This is going to be very blitz savvy. They're going to blitz all over the field. They're going to bring up the safeties. They're going to bring up the corners. We all know what Wink likes to do. Mm -hmm. He has done that with Baltimore for years. And I expect him to do that with the New York Giants. I think the Giants are gonna be fun to watch. One could only hope their
2: secondary could hold up though, outside of Xavier McKinney. They didn't look great the rest of the rest of them didn't look great in the preseason. No. So we'll see if that happens. It will if be they're gonna blitz.
3: They're and going to... why not get with the Giants and get into the conversation with the Giants? When we come back, we will be talking to Big Blue Banter and Big Blue View writer and podcast host, Nick Filato, here on the Sports Loud Mounts.
2: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouth.
3: Again, I want to apologize to all the fans. Cable problems, internet problems, we never start late. 10.30, we are here. We made sure we are here live for all you fans to listen to our crazy banter in sports. Six three one six seven two thirty one zero eight is the number. We are the Sports Loud You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app on iOS, WWSRN or Android, World Wide Sports Radio Network. 24,000 people have downloaded our app. It is the first of its kind, ladies and gentlemen. It is easy to use, and it's fan-friendly. Check it out. Go to your Apple, your Apple, your Apple. Uh, who, Who says Apple? Your Apple store on iOS, WWSRN, or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Well, 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 we have a Giants guy finally on. I know Speedy couldn't wait for that. We are now talking to Big Blue Banter and Big Blue View writer and podcast host, Nick Filato. Nick, what's going on, bud? Fellas, thank you so much for having me on. The loud mouth. Podcast. How you guys doing? Well, you know what's funny? Everybody calls us a podcast. We are not a podcast. We are a live radio show. Uh, we, air throughout the, we, we air throughout the world, and we are on 103.9 FM every single week. So uh, we're happy to have you, Nick. And, and first of all, you're the first giant analyst or writer or podcaster we've had on this show in a very long time. So you should be very welcome for all the giant fans. I feel welcome. Yeah, well, Well, you know what? We'll have you laughing by the end of this interview, that's for sure. Anyways, uh, so before we get into this, uh, how are you and your family doing with the pandemic?
1: Oh, we're doing well, man. I mean, I moved out to Phoenix, so I'm out here with my uh, girlfriend who is in flight school, and I got my bulldog with me out here, so I don't live on the East Coast anymore, so it's a little bit earlier out here than Mm -hmm. it is for you guys up there.
3: Oh, she's a flyer. She's a pilot, huh?
1: Yeah, she's a pilot. Yeah, she flies uh, Sirius right now with the uh, United Aviate Academy. It's pretty look, cool stuff.
3: Look at that, man. Radio guy slash writer slash you know, sports guy. So that's good. That's good. Is she yeah, like- it's not as, cool. it's uh, not as cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's cool to me. By the way, is she a sports fan?
1: Uh, yeah, a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, she's not really big into football, but she likes soccer.
3: What made you become a Giant fan, by the way?
1: I was born into it, man. I used to, when I was a kid, my dad always loves telling the story. Diehard Giant fan. My middle name is Mark after Mark Bavaro. So it's been around Mm -hmm. my life Mm -hmm. forever. So when I was a kid, I went into a store, and this nice old man gave me this little stuffed teddy bear. Just wanted to give this to a nice little kid that he saw. Had a Dallas Cowboy insignia on its chest. (laughs) I took it. I'm about four years old at this point, boys. I took this thing, and I said, ew, ew. Dallas and I threw it back at the individual (laughs) and the guy laughed and looked at my father and was like, you got this kid brainwashed already. (laughs) So it was pretty awesome. My entire life, diehard Giant fan. So it's been, it's been a pleasure covering the team professionally.
3: Well, we are talking to big blue banter, big blue view writer and podcast host, Nick Filato. So Nick, why don't we get into the Giants? Uh, Today was the final cuts for the New York Giants. What stood out to you so far on on some of the cuts and where this team is in 2022? I don't think it's done yet. I think the roster, it's such a fluid situation right now, and there's going
1: to be so many guys who apparently made the 53-man roster who aren't going to be there come week one against Tennessee. I also think it's unfortunate Players like Quincy Rocher didn't make the roster. But at the same time, this is a new system coming in. You have a new coaching staff. This is the new general manager. There's always going to be turnover. And I think that this current coaching staff valued the overall size and versatility of a player like O'Shane Zimenez, who hasn't done much since he came to the New York Giants in 2019. So it sucks that Quincy Roche got the axe. Hopefully the Giants can stash him on the practice squad, but I think there might be another five, six players who are not on the roster who could come in in the coming days, turn this roster over, and just try to fill these key positions that are weak right now, tight end, cornerback. They need to get some healthy bodies in there, maybe even interior offensive line, because we don't know what's going on with Ben Bredesen's injury or Joshua Azudu's injury. It looks like Shane Lemieux could possibly end up on IR. Now, don't quote me on that. We'll have to see. But I think some of these guys made the final 53-man roster just so they can qualify for the short-term IR. Lemieux, Rodarius Williams, possibly Ellerson Smith, that's going to open up more roster spots for possibly Quincy Roche if he goes to the practice squad, or Trenton Thompson, or more likely players who are not on the roster right now who were just cut by their respective teams. I'm hoping that
2: because there were a couple of tight ends that seem intriguing that the Giants would definitely target, I, especially. And I, you mentioned it with the linebackers too. I definitely would want them to target more depth than that because they lost Darian Beavers for the season as well. So my question is based on the two guys that have been rumored to be traded during the training camp process. Darius Slayton was one and uh, Blake Martinez was another. What have you been hearing about those rumors recently? And do you
1: think it's realistic? I think the Darius Slayton one is realistic. You have Rap Sheet and Adam Schefter discussing it. I didn't, project him to make the roster because he's been injured a lot throughout training camp and he didn't really get a lot of first team snaps outside of week one against the Patriots and he had that hamstring injury so usually when not earning reps you're the fifth receiver in a best case scenario you don't add value on special teams and you cost 2.5 million dollars against the cap and you've had two really inefficient seasons over the last two years, it's not spelling well for your roster chances. But I think he's a vertical threat. I think he does have value, and I think he's a talented player. I don't know if it's fiscally responsible or even doable for the Giants to retain him if they want to add other players to their roster. So if there are teams biting and trying to get Darius Slayton for their wide receiver core, maybe the Green Bay Packers or a team like that, and it makes sense for the Giants to hold out, put him on the 53, and then trade him and get maybe like a seventh-round pick or a sixth-round pick, what have you. It won't be anything too extravagant. But that does make sense. But there's also the argument, man, and fiscally, I'm not sure if it can work, the Giants don't have a vertical separator who can play on the outside consistently. You have Kenny Galladay. That's, that's not a vertical separator. That's a contested <laughs> catch guy at best. Then you have David Sills, like David Sills. Cool story. But is David Sills going to be separating from – these NFL-style wide receivers. I I don't think so. I think, ultimately, he's going to get traded, though. I think that's what he's destined. And as for Blake Martinez, I think Blake Martinez is going to make this roster like he did, and he's going to play, but he's not going to be that every-down linebacker. Wink Martindale's defenses typically don't have... All these players playing every down. He likes to rotate. He likes to use creative packages. Blake Martinez is getting a little long in the tooth. He's coming off of an injury. You have Tay Crowder, who has developed nicely in this system so far this summer. And you also have Micah McFadden. Wish Darian Beavers was still there, but he's not. I don't know if Austin Caletro and Carter Coughlin will uh, make the end roster. And I know they made the final roster at this point. But let's see if they're still here. At week one, but they can also cycle in, they'll add value on special teams. I think Blake Martinez will be the number one linebacker, but he's not gonna be playing three downs. I think one of the the two players on defense that will play probably all the snaps if they're healthy are Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney, who you guys were talking about before the break. Xavier McKinney, that, that guy is primed for a huge breakout season, and he has the C on his chest now and he's earned it. And that kid, man, he's young. He's explosive, is very smart, and he's going to be doing everything on the back end of that defense and blitzing, which is something he did not do really at all in Patrick
3: Graham's system. Well, they love him, and I've heard – Dable preaching so many good things about him at the press conference and saying that this kid, he takes responsibility for the team, takes responsibility for his mistakes. And that's what that's all you ask for, for a player, to go out there and give it your best. And if you know you're not giving it your best, to speak out and tell the players to, to work harder and press. So that's a good sign for a young player like McKinney, who's been in the league for almost, it's going on three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he really hasn't grown into the player that everybody thought he was going to be. He was a second round draft pick. He fell out of the first round and a lot of people thought he was a first round talent and, uh, a lot of people did, thought the best safety yeah. in the draft. Yeah. So, yeah, and he fell out of the first round, maybe because of you know his work ethic. To me,
1: he fell out of the first round just because safeties are being a little bit more devalued yeah. recently. And Kyle Hamilton, you saw him go in the first round in this last draft, but he ran a four six four forty, and that kind of did him in at that point. And he slid a little bit, and I think it's just excellent that the Giants were able to nab him in the second round there because I think the. this the upside for a player like Xavier McKinney is so damn high, and the kid does work his ass off. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to his development and growth here. Hopefully he stays healthy because that's <clears throat> been a big sticking point for the Giants so far in training camp and preseason.
3: As everybody knows, we are talking to Big Blue Banter, Big Blue View writer and podcast host Nick Falato. Nick, Daniel Jones needs and must have a good year. He really needs to stand out. For the Giant fans to shut up about him, stop pouring the abuse that they have been putting on him since he's come to this team. Uh, the whole Justin Herbert, they wanted Justin Herbert. It wasn't going to happen. He decided to stay in college for another year, and then he went out in, in the next year and went to the Chargers. It just didn't work out. But, again, Daniel Jones, I feel, has the talent and has the ability to really succeed in the NFL. He's got the legs. I believe he has a good arm. He doesn't have an Eli Manning arm where he could throw it down 70, you know, uh, you know, 70 yards and, and, and compete like that way. But he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Aaron Rodgers. But I think he could do a lot of different things that other quarterbacks can't do in the league, especially use his legs. Uh, I think Dable... Is the quarterback whisper in the NFL? Everybody keeps talking about this guy and that guy, Josh McDaniels. Everywhere, Josh <laughs> McDaniels. Even when he went to the Broncos, what did he do? He drafted Tim Tebow, and he lost his job in a year. It didn't work out over there. Now he's over there with the char- he's over there with the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll see how he succeeds over there. But we've seen a lot of different people say that are the quarterback whisper, Dable. I believe knows what he's doing at the quarterback position. I see what Josh Allen turned into after three years, his release point. Everything changed. His footwork, uh, the way he he plants his feet, the way he throws off his front foot, you know, everything that he has done, you know, to change his offensive way of playing the quarterback position, it's made him one of the elite quarterbacks, one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know if... Daniel Jones has the talent of Josh Allen, but if he can, if Dable can turn Daniel Jones for like, uh, where he probably is ranked 26th or 27th in the NFL to number 12, number 13 in the NFL, right there with uh, a Kirk Cousins or somebody like that, or a Dak Prescott, you can win with him. And, and I, don't, I think Dable believes in him. He's had a very good preseason. I've heard he's looked very good at the camps. He, everything that we've heard is his growth is, is definitely high. Where do you see Daniel Jones this year? Do you think, honestly, do you think Daniel Jones could be the quarterback of the future for the New York Giants?
1: I don't. Declining their fifth-year option is a little bit of a tea leave there. I think he would have to move mountains to, to earn a long-term contract. Now, if he plays really well, then I feel like the Giants could give him one of those small deals those short-term deals that have built in incentives and also a deal that they can get out of if he ends up falling flat on his face because he hasn't shown a lot since he's been the New York Giants quarterback and he's had and John Mara put it well I mean they've done everything to ruin this kid the offensive line Jason Garrett as his play caller and (laughs) offensive coordinator the lack of weapons Saquon Barkley getting injured he has a lot of excuses in his back pocket but I do believe Daniel Jones his ceiling to me, is like a Kirk Cousins. That's what I think his ceiling. Is. That's I don't a good, think he can get that's a good ceiling. It, that's a ceiling, though. Like I don't think he can get near what Josh Allen. is. You could and
3: win with Kirk Cousins. I mean,
1: you, yeah, if, you could. If but you, do you want to pry up big money in a Kirk.
3: No, Cousins? Yeah, you're absolutely right. But if you look at Kirk Cousins' number, Kirk, Kirk Cousins' numbers, even with the red, well, the Washington Football Team, and then going over there to the Minnesota Vikings. His numbers are as good as anybody's in the NFL. Yeah. And if you compare his numbers in the last 5 years or 6 years of all the quarterbacks in the NFL, Kirk Cousins is a top 7 top 8 quarterback. People just forget, you know, where he came from and what round he was drafted in. He was drafted in the 4th round. And he was yeah. drafted with RJ RG, RG3 who was the second pick, which by the way, the Washington Football team traded what, three first round draft picks to move up to that position? And RG3 is a he's an ESPN analyst. And this guy is a starting quarterback in the NFL, and I believe still a top ten, top twelve quarterback in the NFL. So what does that tell you? So it just shows you that it doesn't matter what round you're drafted in, it just matters how much work you put in and, and really your talent. Where's your talent and who you are yeah. as a quarterback in the NFL? So I do believe Daniel Jones could be a successful quarterback in this league. And why not with the Giants? If if, if he throws 4000 yards this year with the with the wide receivers he has and and Saquon Barkley's running all over people and the Giants win 8 or 9 games and they squeak into the playoffs, you have to sign this kid. You can't just say, "Oh, you know what? We'll we'll give him incentives. We'll we'll give him that and we'll still draft a quarterback in the draft and we'll have them play for you know play for the position. Daniel Jones is not going to like that. He's not going to sit there and say, "Well, I'll accept that." You know, so cuz to me, if he's showing growth, he's still young. How old is Daniel Jones? 25? I mean, you're going to so. y- you're going to give up on a 25-year-old kid who by the way just had nobody to coach him? Who was his coaches? I mean, the Giants have had some lackluster idiots over there. Their offensive coordinators idiots. I mean, I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take shots at Judge. Okay, I I I think he's a nice guy. He 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 tried to be too much like Bill Belichick. He's not Bill Belichick, and now he's the offensive whatever. He's the dual offensive coordinator for the Patriots, and he's going to fail there too because he's just not a good you know top end coach. And the Giants trusted in him. It didn't work. He couldn't help develop this kid. Now they finally got a smart guy in there that actually knows how to develop a quarterback. If he develops, why would you give up on him? I understand what you're saying, Nick, because of the quarterback class next year. But you can't just give up on somebody just because, hey, you know what? He looked bad for the last two years, so give up on him even if he throws 4,000 yards and gives you 22 touchdowns with a crappy wide receiving core.
1: It all comes down to money.
3: Like you yeah.
1: Allocating a lot of money to the quarterback position, is, it's difficult to build a roster that way. And if you can go on a rookie contract with one of those young guys, if the Giants do decide to go in that direction, it's going to help the Joe Shane and Brian Dable era. So, like I said, it
3: would have to be one of those contracts. Would you pay him Tannehill money if he has a good season? I'm sorry? Would you pay him Tannehill money if if he has a good season? I think
1: Tannehill has a pretty hefty contract.
3: I don't have the numbers. I think think they gave him a $78 million contract. I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, it was four years, $78 million? Three years, years, $78 million. So that comes out to be. Twenty something million, yeah, back in twenty something something. Like I mean that, that that's not too hefty from what the quarterbacks are making now. I mean, I mean Dak Prescott's making forty one million. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody <laughs> said Dallas was smart. <laughs> I, I mean, Kyler Murray's making forty three. I mean, Lamar Jackson yep. was offered 43. Aaron Rodgers is making 50. I mean, it, uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes is making, I think this year, he, it, it's still on the lower side. I think he's making like 31, 32. It gets higher. It averages out yeah. to 45, though, eventually. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to get that money, but Tannehill money, 24, 23, I would do that. I would give him that money if he has a good season. Throws 4,000 yards, 20-something touchdowns, and he throws, let's say, 22 and 11. I think that's a good year with the wide receiving core that he has.
1: It all depends on the system. It depends on how he rises to the occasion in those high leverage spots. And also, I mean, with me, I just want to see him get better processing pre to post snap when, whenever he believes the defense is going to be one thing and it is not, there's a safety rotation. There's a blitz that's unexpected. I felt like he did a better job last year, throwing hot and getting the football out of his hands when a blitz did come. But the pre to post snap processing, Mm -hmm. when the, Coverage is not what he thought from pre to post. That's the thing that just that little hesitation that he has. That's the thing that works against him. And you need to be really, really quick. And I think he has NFL arm talent. It's not like you said, Mahomes. It's none of those things. I think he has the athletic ability. That's great. But another thing he has to do is stay healthy. So that there are a lot of things that I feel like Daniel Jones has to do to earn a long-term contract right. here. I'm not averse mm-hmm. to, to doing something small and something that the Giants can get out of it. They don't like any of these kids coming out of the draft class. He's young. Right. He's athletic. He's taking to Brian Dable's coaching. He showed growth and development. But to lock him up long-term, I think, I just don't think that's something the Giants are going to do, and typically Mm. these new regimes don't do that. I think he's the perfect quarterback for this year because the Giants are someone in a little bit of a – they're not going to call it this, but a little bit of a rebuild right now. You have a lot lot of young talent who come in. You have great offensive line foundation. The interior I'm a little bit worried about right now, but two of those tackles, man, drafted in the top ten, that's freaking awesome. Kayvon Thibodeau, you have some young pieces, but you're going to have a lot of cap space next year. Right now they have nothing they have nothing. And I think there are two huge question marks in Daniel Jones. Is he going to be here next year? But not even just Daniel Jones, you got Saquon Barkley. Those are two of the faces of the franchise right now who are the faces of the offense going into 2022, who might not even be here next year. So this is such a transitional year for the New York Giants. And ultimately, I just don't know what the long-term outlook is for Daniel Jones. I think if he balls out and does great Like you like you suggested, and like he could. Mm -hmm. I think the short term contract that doesn't have a ton of money tied up up into it might be best for both parties because you want to see consistent play at the NFL level. Mm -hmm. So I'll move on to Saquon Barkley now, another guy that's
2: in a contract year after this year too. So he He's gone no matter what. What do you think they, the Giants ultimately end up doing with him? And what do you think maybe is the statistical minimum or maybe skill-wise you'd have to see from Saquon off those two years in a row with the injuries in order to prove that they should pay him? Because
1: running backs don't get paid very often. I think you just answered it right there, Speedy Petey. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think you should allocate that much money to Saquon Barkley or the running back position in general. It's a position that has a ton of turnover. It's a position that has just been completely devalued in the NFL. And we've seen just some horrendous contracts really tank the flexibility of front offices. Todd Gurley with the Rams, and you know what? Give credit to Les Snead, he got out of that. He ate the dead cap, and he was able to rebuild that in a very unique manner. Mm-hmm. Then you have... Ezekiel Elliott, as we see with our Mm. NFC East foe. That contract is not something you really want on your books. And Saquon Barkley, I think if he has a great year, again, you don't want to give him a long-term deal, but that's what he's going to demand because he is such a unique talent that there could be another NFL team that is willing to outbid you for him. So I think I think he's going to probably be somewhere else next year. Franchise tag, I don't know the numbers to that. That's something I guess that could be floated out, something that could be entertained. You know John Mara wants to do right by Saquon and he loves Saquon Barkley. So I think that's something that if he does have a great season, better than 2018, and he proves he's healthy and he's durable and he catches 90 passes and he's just wildly productive, I think maybe they might explore the franchise tag because they do have so much cap room. But you know, you got to take this sometimes—you know, a week at a time, maybe even a day at a time—to to really find out what you want to do with the longevity of the team. But just to ulti- just to answer your question, I guess I don't think they're going to give him a long term contract. That's that's where I lean.
3: As everybody knows, we are talking to Big Blue Banter, Big Blue View writer and podcast host Nick Filato. Nick. I look at the NFC East, it's so very interesting. And the way this schedule you know falls for the New York Giants, a lot of people, a lot of experts think the Giants could win eight games this year, as a matter of fact. And if they win eight games, that has them falling out of the top ten in the draft. And I know everybody keeps saying, stop talking about the draft because the draft is far away. But if the Giants are looking to draft a quarterback, and that's probably what they're planning to do if – uh, they want to move back and, and they want to keep uh control of the cap something like new obviously new coaching and new management likes to do. You look at the giants right now, if they fall out of the top ten they 're saying that the five quarterbacks that could be drafted in the first round this year could be top ten picks. so where do they go and and, and that's that 's the problem so if they win eight games and and I think that that division is open for grabs because i don 't trust the cowboys they can 't stay healthy they lost. Uh, Smith for a significant amount of time Could be for the whole season uh, They have a rookie tackle now That they're expecting to to show up and play Every single week By the way, couldn't stay healthy in college Now you have him playing and starting right now in the NFL Which bigger, stronger, faster guys <laughs> Coming off the line But at least they have CeeDee Lamb And then you have the Washington <laughs> football team or, I'm sorry, the Washington Commanders That have a new quarterback in Carlson Wentz Yes, he knows the NFC East That's great but then you're going to a new team, new coaching staff, new everything, and you're expected to be the savior of a Washington team, which, one, their owner's an idiot, and he's probably going to get thrown into jail one way or another. Two, it's, it's run by a bunch of morons as far as the coaching staff is concerned. And three, we don't know where their offense is coming. Is it going to come from the running game? I, I have their – I have what's it, McLaurin and a bunch of my leagues – is McLaurin going to actually touch the ball with that offensive line this year? That's going to be the question. Because let's be honest, that offensive line, which was pretty good last year, is not the same offensive line this year. And then, to top it all off, the one team that everybody thinks is is so much better than they were last year in a playoff team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Jordan uh, Davis, everybody loves. Good for them. A.J. Brown, fantastic. They just made a trade today to add... Uh, Chauncey Gardner johnson Cha- Chauncey Gardner johnson Great move by them. They're getting better and better every single day. Some people say that roster is as good as any roster in the NFC now. But they got a quarterback that you can't trust, okay? And that's a huge problem in that division, which honestly probably has the worst quarterback play in all of football. So where does this division go? Could the Giants actually come out as the winners of the NFC East, being that, yes, the the quarterback play you don't know I honestly I think Daniel Jones could be just as good as any one of these guys so uh, w- what are your thoughts to the a- the NFC East and where do, where do you think the Giants line up in that division?
1: I think if Daniel Jones could be Dak Prescott that would be amazing mm-hmm. to to be honest that's my opinion uh, I think the Eagles are the the team to beat in the division I think the offensive line is one of the best they have such a unique and diverse rushing attack they they're. Their bag of tricks in the run game, it's not quite Kyle Shanahan, but it was really impressive. And the fact that you had Jalen Hurts be a huge contributor to that, a huge asset to that, really helped him be a successful quarterback, but you're right, man. He has to be able to challenge the middle of the field. He likes throwing outside. He he doesn't mind throwing outside the numbers, but asking him to throw in the middle of the field is something that he hasn't consistently proven. So that's something he has to develop. And if he does, I I think the sky's the limit for the Eagles, unfortunately, because of the additions they made on defense Mm -hmm. and then the receiving core and all that. But a lot of pressure falls on Jalen Hurts. But as for the Giants, before training camp, I said, I, I felt like they could win eight games. And I still think that. I, I might temper it a little bit. These injuries on the offensive line, they, they concern me a little bit. And then the secondary, I'm not too confident in. But I still think they can get to seven, eight wins. And it's not because the Giants are this great football team or anything like that. It's because their schedule is easy, mm-hmm. man. They're playing the AFC South. Last year, the AFC, comp, or the AFC division they played was the West. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. the Raiders, who they ended up defeating. Denver, who they lost to in week one. And then they play Carolina, and then Seattle. I mean, Seattle is not the Seattle of no. all. No. no, they also hang, they, they also hung tough with the
2: Chiefs. Geno Smith is their star. <laughs> yeah.
3: Give me a break. Exactly. Are you Are you fearing Geno Smith? I mean, I don't. No, <laughs> I, no, of I, course I, not. I wouldn't. <laughs> so he's saving it all for the Jets. <laughs> well, and then you also have
1: the you also have NFC North. Mm. So you have the Green Bay Packers, who so you play in London. I believe it's London. It's mm. somewhere in England, somewhere not in the United States, of course. So. Know. That game's probably a loss. Minnesota, you play them on Christmas Eve. It's a good football team. Might not win that one. But the Bears? The Lions? Those are some winnable games right there. Mm -hmm. The Giants are playing, I think, five or six teams that would have picked in the top 10 if they didn't trade their picks. Seattle and Chicago is who I'm talking about. So all those teams are in rebuilding situations. That doesn't mean the Giants will defeat them, but these are winnable football games. And If the ball bounces the right way and if Daniel Jones rises to the occasion like maybe he can, then the Giants can win those football games and maybe... Just be a competitive team in December. And at this point, dude, I think every Giant fan would sign up for that if they want to win. Some Giant fans just want to tank right now and get one of those top picks. And you know what? Part of me understands that because you have have the long term in mind. Part of me definitely understands that. But if you're looking to compete this year, the Giants could be interesting in December. And that's not something that they could say. You know,
3: you know, Dable's not going to do that. You, you oh, know, oh, it wouldn't be purposeful. Yes, it wouldn't yes, be purposeful. he would not do that. He would not throw away his season to see what he has on that roster.
1: No coach would ever do that.
3: Well, not to say uh, there, there are a couple of Jets coaches I would have picked out that probably would have done that. <laughs> and there was a I'm of, a Jet <laughs> fan, and I'll just tell you the truth: I could pick a bunch of Jet coaches that probably would have. Just say, you know what? We, let's lose. Uh, next year, we're going to get a top 10, top five pick, and we'll get a quarterback or we'll get a defensive lineman that'll help us win.
2: And, there was a particular, and it never did. By there way. was a particular Eagles coach that all the Giants fans were blaming two years ago for trying to do that because they needed them to win against Washington to get in. <sighs> oh, but, man. The
3: Doug
1: Peterson game. Nate Sudfeld. Got to love it, <laughs> Nate Speedy
2: That's right. I don't think he's even
3: there anymore. <laughs>
1: no, he's not. No, nah, he was just released by the 49ers, actually.
3: Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe it gets picked up by Philly again. <laughs> maybe
1: Jacksonville. He has such a good relationship with oh, Dougie God, P. Please, there
2: you go. So it'll be the yes, it'll be the complete spot because the, the Eagles now have Gardner Minshew. It'll be an
3: informal trade. I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. I really do. If there's any quarterback that didn't deserve where he was drafted, it was him. Okay, yeah. I'm sure today he's probably wishing. All I needed was one more pick. I could have been a Jet. I could have been a Jet. I would have had a better chance of winning over there in New York than in this crappy place. I mean, seriously, I don't know how he succeeds over there. I mean, you bring Doug Peterson there, he's a puppet. That's what he is. The only reason why they brought him there is because he's the only one that agreed to everything that was said over there to management. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want this guy, we want this guy on your roster. Yep.
2: <laughs> they <laughs> just had to keep I Trent Balky;
3: otherwise, they would have had Byron. And I, and I think Doug Peterson is a great coach. He won a Super Bowl. He is, he is a great yeah. coach, but I think he's a puppet, and I don't know how long that's going to last over there. So I, I just feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. But go ahead, Speedy. I'm I was going
2: to ask. Uh, now I'm moving on to the defense about Kayvon Thibodeau. Obviously, the injury he suffered in the second game of the preseason it looked a lot worse than up being. He'll be out probably f- for a month or so, but uh, what do you think about his and also the injury-prone nature of his game because he had a lot of injuries at Oregon, too. Are you worried about that kind of thing long-term with the with him?
1: Now, football's a violent game and injuries and uh, they have a lot of variance to them. I'm not overly worried. That's more of a freak thing. He just got cut block, which is a completely legal block inside the tackle box that happens all the time in the NFL. People wanted to like, kill Thad Moss for that, but that's a completely legal block and K- Kavon just didn't get out of the way and Tried, didn't lower his shoulder enough, got cut at the knee. You know, you hate to see it. It's definitely a violent look. But I'm not necessarily overly concerned about his propensity to get injured. He's not like he's had like torn ACLs or or torn Achilles or or anything of that nature. It's more just like, you know, high ankle sprain, little ankle injuries here and there. But in terms of his skill set, I think the Giants haven't had a unique edge rusher like this in a while because I just think he could still develop his ability to to get to counter moves and, and things like that. But man, dude, he already has a pretty nice array of pass rushing moves, and he's smart. When you watch him rush the passer, you can see him down in and down out, feel out the opposing offensive tackle, you know, he'll try to win high side, outside shoulder, outside shoulder, outside shoulder. And then he'll align, you know, a little wide and explode up that pass rushing arc, get that tackle to open his hips, and then he'll counter inside like he's waiting on it. So I can see how smart he is as a pass rusher. I don't know how many sacks he'll have. I love the fact that he's in this system because you know, Wink Martindale is going to just scheme up so many Mm -hmm. unique looks to create one-on-one matchups. I mean, Wink Martindale is just a master at scheming pressure, and I think he's going to put Kayvon Thibodeau into a great position. I just hope he can get back, get healthy, and hope that that knee doesn't become one of those things where he's playing, but is he really 100%? That's one of my minor concerns there. I don't think he'll play week one. I don't have any inside information on that or anything like that. I do. He's not
3: playing week one. Yeah. yeah. It's unlikely,
1: which sucks. It really does. He could be back
3: week two, but some people say he won't be back until week three.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah.
1: And then it sucks that his is hurt as well. So yeah. that's gonna put a lot on some of these and yeah, Ellerson Smith hurts. So a lot of these edge rushers are injured at the moment. And you need a lot of bodies at edge. And I think it's interesting the Giants kept six inside linebackers. Carter Coughlin though, Cam Brown, both have edge experience. You could put Austin Calatro on the edge, at least they did in preseason, and he looked, you know, okay. I thought he was pretty solid, at least providing pressure against third teamers, mind you, but still. So we're gonna see a lot of lot of interesting defensive looks from Wink Martindale. It's just these big plays might happen against his defense, and that's something we're going to have to bear with. Hopefully it's not as bad as 2019 with James Betcher.
3: I think the Giants (laughs) knew that Kevon Thibodeau was going to be there where they were drafting at number five. I really do believe it, and and that's why they were sitting back and – I wasn't surprised that they drafted him over the offensive lineman because they knew that Evan Neal was going to be sitting there at number 7. I I think that every anything impossible that could have fallen for the Giants in the first round did That night, everything that could have fell perfectly for him, it did, and they, and Jacksonville, (laughs) yeah, they they did they did very well with just those two first round draft picks. Their draft was horrible, honestly. Besides those two first, they did they did draft Beaver well, uh, Beavers that everybody liked, but he's not playing this year. He got hurt, so uh, so you're not going to see him until next year. So. I, this was a very weak draft for them. Besides their two first round drafts. Now, if those two guys turn out to be stars, I mean, it's a win for you if you get two stars out of a, for, in a draft. But my thoughts right now, and in, in your thoughts to this team as a whole. Now, you say they can win eight games. You look, uh, you look at the NFC. The NFC is very weak. It's not what it used to be. The NFC was the powerhouse. The AFC was like the. The, the minor leagues when it came, right, to, there were like, like three
2: or four good. Yeah, teams. Yeah, it was yeah.
3: like three or four good teams. Now all of a sudden, there's three or four good teams in the NFC, and the rest is garbage. And I look, and I look through the the NFC. There's really nothing that stands out to me as far as the quarterback play. Maybe, maybe three quarterbacks: three, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, and um, Tom H- Stafford, Tom Brady, Matthew Tom Bra- and and Matthew Stafford. Four guys. The rest of the the quarterback class. In the NFC is honestly a subpar to be to be exact. They're not great. I mean, Kirk Cousins, if you want to say he's great or he's good, I would say he's good. Daniel everybody, Jones' ceiling. Everybody else is garbage. So for Daniel Jones to achieve what I expect him to do, you know, if he's a top seven in the NFC, top six, I mean, that's success in my eyes for for the New York Giants and Daniel Jones. So my question to you is: You look at the Giants as a whole, the wide receiving core that they have, the Galladay's, the robinsons you don't know who's going to be what and what's going to be who. Who do you think, out of all the wide receivers and tight ends that they have, is going to stand out the most this year and be the number one, a predominant number one wide receiver and pass catcher for them this year?
1: Unfortunately, I think it comes down to health. And if everyone is healthy, there's no doubt that it's Kadarius Toney because Kadarius Toney is different. I don't like to be hyperbolic about the New York Giants. I try to be about as real as I can about this team. You get the football into Kadarius Toney's hands, and he, is, he has like 100th percentile type of change of direction. Unique NFL athlete change of direction. I think he is wildly, wildly dangerous when he has the football in his hands. Now, is he fully accustomed to the playbook? I don't know because he hasn't been out there because he's dealing with these injuries and that could be something that maybe holds him back a little bit, but if he can get healthy and stay healthy, Kadarius Tony all day for me in terms of that question. I like Wondell Robinson. He's just a thought. Everybody keeps talking about him, man. Yeah. He's a little bit more, I don't like saying guys are gadget guys, but he is a little bit more of a design touch type of player. Not somebody you're going to align on the outside. and He's going to consistently win on outside then you have guys like David Sills, who I think will earn some snaps because he's just been healthy and he has a rapport with Daniel Jones. But I worry about his ability to consistently separate. But I think he'll be a good weapon as the number two receiver off of an RPO who knows how to release off the line of scrimmage and use his big frame well to box out defenders on those quick hitting type of passes. Kenny Galladay needs to just prove it. I mean, he's the kind of the elephant in the room, right? Like, what have we seen from Kenny Galladay? We haven't seen anything from Kenny Galladay since 2019. So that stinks. And it could just be an injury thing at this point, man, because that's a serious injury that he had surgery on with his hip. And it could just be he doesn't have the ability to separate, which he didn't really have back then either. So he's the guy that just needs to step up. But the best playmaker at the wide receiver position is Kadarius Tony. But I still think this offense is probably going to run through twenty six. So I want to
2: go to the offensive line. A lot of issues with the interior, when it, both with injuries and also some of the veteran signings, too, that they've made. They don't really have a true center on this roster. Nick Gates, was, they were trying to get him to come back off that bad injury he had last year, and he got hurt again. And now they're trying a bunch of converted guards over there. So what do you think will end up being the best approach for them? And do you think Brian Dable is going to really have to adjust to that because of that with his play calling?
1: I definitely do. I think it could be an issue. I think it could be a big issue. And like I said at the top of the show when I came on, Ben Bredesen, Josh Azudu, they've been dealing with injuries, but we don't know what injuries. I don't know if they're going to be ready for week one. Shane Lemieux with the toe, he could end up on IR. That, that's a realistic possibility. So who the heck is playing left guard for you? Mm. Then you have the center position, John Feliciano. Love John Feliciano as a personality, and I think he'd be a good swing interior offensive lineman who could start here and there. I don't know, especially with the little injuries he's dealt with during training camp if he's going to be a consistent center, that's not even his natural position because he used to be a guard. And then you have right guard, Mark Lewinsky. I'm confident in Lewinsky. I think he'll be an above average starter. Neil, I think he's going to take some bumps, take some lumps throughout early in the season, but he'll be fine. Similar to Andrew Thomas, probably, hopefully not as bad. Andrew Thomas was pretty bad early on in his career. And then Andrew Thomas, I think is he could vault himself into being a top five tackle. I don't think that's crazy to say. I think he is very talented in his craft that he worked on and he developed. It's very, very impressive, the leaps that he's taken from his rookie season. But to answer your question and to circle back, I think Dable's going to have to maybe alter it and just get the football out of Daniel Jones' hands quicker. A lot of quick hitters, a lot of RPO. Just keep the defense guessing and don't have Daniel Jones hold the football too long in the pocket if you're losing inside, like... Week one, they got to play Jeffrey Simmons. That's tough. Like, are you going to put Devry Hamilton out there at left guard and he has to be lined up against Jeffrey Simmons? Because I'll tell you what the defensive coordinator is going to do, he's going to circle Jeffrey. Or he's going to circle the left guard, he's going to circle Debra Hamilton and be like, okay, Jeffrey Simmons, you're aligning there. Have fun. And the Giants are going to have to double-team them. They're going to have to pay attention. That's going to take away from what the Giants can do in other areas of their offense. So, yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about the interior offensive line and the injuries that they've suffered so far.
3: We are talking to Big Blue Banter and Big Blue View writer and podcast host, Nick Falato. Last question for me, Nick. Uh, Your surprise this year for the New York Giants and your complete failure for the New York Giants. Oh,
1: okay. So, the complete failure, I think the low-hanging fruit here would be Kenny Galladay because it's just <laughs> kind of sitting there. So I kind of want to go in another direction with that. I think the secondary holding up could be a, a big issue. I, I do. I like Aaron Robinson, but I think – I like Aaron Robinson as an athlete. I think from a technical standpoint, from an instinctual standpoint, he needs some work, and the fact that he's transitioning from, you know, a slot overhang apex to an outside cornerback – it's a lot for him. At least that's what it seems like so far in preseason. So I'm a little bit concerned, not just about that, but if Adoree Jackson gets injured, which is something that he has tended to do throughout his <laughs> career, this Giants secondary is going to be really bad, like worst in the league type bad. Wow. And that's with a possible pro bowler in Xavier McKinney. So that would be my, hopefully not, but biggest failure if that ends up you know happening. And then in terms of the biggest surprise, I think Saquon Barkley is going to be back to the Saquon Barkley that we saw in 2018 and then some. I think the run blocking is going to be a lot better. John Feliciano, he's a pretty good run blocker. Shane Lemieux, when he's healthy, pretty good run blocker. Glowinski, much better run blocker than he is a pass blocker. And the same with Evan Neal. And I think they're going to attempt to run the football maybe a little bit more than what Brian Dable did up in Buffalo. With Daniel Jones, You know, you want to work the play action, you want to work the RPO. And I think it's going to help Daniel Jones because when you run these RPOs, those backside pursuit defenders are going to try to crash down the line of scrimmage and then Daniel Jones could take advantage. You know, when those linebackers creep up, that's the re-defender. It's going to open up the slant. You just got to boom, boom, quick hit, read it. And I think Daniel Jones does a good job of reading that portion of playing quarterback. It's something he did with David Cutcliffe back at Duke. But I think, biggest surprise, Saquon Barkley's back to form. All right, my last question. Just a prediction. What, are the, what is
2: the Giants' record going to be this season?
1: I said eight wins. I said, yeah, eight wins at the beginning of training camp. I think I, I'm still around there. Mm-hmm. I, I probably right. err towards seven. So seven to eight wins. and. You know, just be competitive at some points in December.
3: Mm-hmm. As the season progressively moves forward, we'd love to get you on again and uh, know and get your information and your thoughts of what's going on with the New York Giants and where they you believe they could go because they could they can win the first three games and go 3-0 and and surprise everybody. We've seen this before. Uh, it, crazier things happen, especially with the Giants' schedule. I mean, there's so many winnable games for them. They can win 10 games this year if it falls right for them. So it's crazy to say that. I mean, me saying the Jets are going to win seven or eight games, their schedule is ridiculously hard. I mean, really bad. I, I think the fifth worst schedule in the NFL. I mean, it's hard. But the Giants, I mean... It's probably one of the easiest schedules in all of football. So I expect the Giants to, to be competitive and, and be able to compete against all the teams they play against. It doesn't matter who's on that team. But uh, tell the fans how they can find you on social media, bud.
1: Yeah, so thank you guys for having me on again. You guys can find me on social media, Twitter, at Nick Falato. That's just N-I-C-K-F-A-L-A-T-O. That's just where you can find me. You can find the Big Blue Banter Podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, it's myself and CBS's Dan Schneier going over the All-22 and the X's and O's in the scheme of the New York Giants, among basically everything else that surrounds the team. And then my written works over at BigBlueView.com.
3: I read a couple of your things uh, today, and I, I think you're very talented. you got a great personality. It's the first time I'm meeting you. And like I said, I'll have Speedy get you on again. You have... Uh, definitely one of my favorite giant guys I've had on this show. So we really appreciate you and, uh, keep it up. Tell you, tell your girl to keep, uh, keep it trucking over there in the sky and get her, uh, get her a license or whatever the heck that her, her wings and, uh, get ready to fly, baby, maybe, uh, get maybe, ready to fly. maybe she'll become a jet fan, you know,
1: <laughs> maybe she'll have those wings, right? <laughs>
3: That's right. I'm just kidding. But thank you. Thank you, Nick, for joining us. Absolutely. Take care guys. Nick Filato, very, very nice guy. Mm-hmm. Great personality, great giant guy. Um, just I, I I love some of the guys that you reach out to, Speedy, because they're so out of the box. But he he first of all, he's very good with his words. Yes. Fantastic with his words. He used words I never even heard of before. So <laughs> I I mean, but uh obviously when you know a guy can come out with the words and very uh interesting, you know, interesting. Terminology on the way he expresses his team, you know he's a good writer, so you're struggling with words trying to describe how he's good with words.: Yes, exactly.
2: <laughs> Irony. He in is the finest.
3: there you go and, and, and by the way, very, very, very nice guy, so reach out to him, tell him thank you, and uh, we'll definitely get him on again. but uh, Nick Filato, ladies and gentlemen, um, we uh, we're going to go a little further. Oh, oh we got oh we got we got the beeve. Oh let's put the beeve on. all oh, right. Let's, Let's hear what the Beeve has to say about the Mets uh, tonight after losing that game. Beavey, what's going on, bud? Man, how are you? How are you, man? What, are you driving home from the well, Met game?
0: It took almost a half, over a half hour to yeah. get Never do that again.
3: Never do that again. So you're last never going to
0: It's the a... last time I ever go to a Met game. I'll never drive there again.
3: <laughs> oh, come on, beef. <laughs> Come There's on, a, man.
0: The, the way that, that parking lot is designed is atrocious. It's, it's horrible. It's well, horrible.
3: Well, by the way, I mean, we were in the NASA Coliseum and it took us 45 minutes to find your car in well, a cold, windy, well, disgusting well, winter. Well, I knew you were going to bring well, that up. Well, I, you know, are you so kidding me, dude? Man. Dude, I had well, nothing under right. my jersey. I was freezing my rear Rurandolphs. Well, Oh, that's your fault. Right oh, there. it's my fault. You forgot where you parked your car, and it's my fault. <laughs> I,
2: re- I remember that. I, that was back when below uh, the mic was at night, and uh, you came in like just all angry because you were mad that the, the Rangers got the goal with, what, something I was something pissed off left. how
3: the game ended, by the way. He <laughs> was mad how the game ended. Of course. Yeah, the Rangers who, scored with, like, 20 seconds who left. Who calls a penalty with 45 seconds left of the game? Going into overtime. Oh. Who calls a penalty? I don't know. The referees. And then I said, I told the beef. I remember. I was sitting right there. I said, I sat down for a second. He says, what's wrong? I said, the Islanders are going to lose this game. But it's not even going to regulation. The Rangers are going to score. And what happens 20 seconds later? The Rangers scored. <laughs> I, 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 didn't think, I, I
0: didn't think the Rangers were going to win that game, but it happened.
3: So. I will say this. Barzell was... All over the place. How is Jamie Lee? Is he there?
0: He's there. Jamie
3: Lee, what's going on, bud?
0: What's going on, man? How'd you, how'd you like your Mets game? Oh, it's all good.
3: we going to win tomorrow. Oh, yeah? Good. Did you have a hot dog?
0: No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Nah, nah, pastrami sandwich. A pastrami sandwich? Mm. Uh, so you, so you, don't, you, you don't like the dogs. You like, you, you know, like the, uh, you know, the salami kind of thing, you know? Like the, uh, <laughs> oh, God, uh, you like it nice and strippy. You know, (laughs) and of course you make it weird. I mean, Uh, I mean, what what did you have on that? uh, You know, pastrami sandwich. You had a lot of mayo, right? Ew! Ew. What's ew about that? Mustard. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. You you work at a deli, and you have never had pastrami with hot mayo. Prince of pastrami. No hot
0: mustard. Oh, I'm
3: telling you, have it with mayo. It's it's the best with mayo. It's the best. What's disgusting? But you don't like mayo? Oh, man, you you're missing out, man. That's crazy. You know, you know what's crazy? You know, I don't want to say it on live air. I can tell you some crazy things. You know.
0: Well, well, we know you can. I... <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well what's the what's well, the anyway, yeah. further,
0: you, you just said something crazy. You think the Giants can get ten games with
3: it. There's no way they're gonna win ten games. Oh I, I do because it, it John, no Speedy no go way. to their schedule. Go to their hey, schedule. Daniel Jones is not a good quarterback. Go to their he schedule.
0: Will be, Giants will be looking for a quarterback at the end of the season.
3: Oh, they probably will. We just had a a, a guy God. that writes for the Giants, uh, Nick Fulato, who, yeah, who says Yeah, I know. He's out of his mind, too. If he
0: thinks he can win eight games. All right. They're
3: at Titans week one, uh, home against the They'll Panthers
2: they They'll lose that game two. against the Titans. What's the you next game? They'll lose against pa- the, Titans. Pa- hold the on, Titans. Hold on. No hold on. Panthers at home well, week two. Well, number two. Week Panthers two. at home week two. They could beat the Panthers. Uh, Cowboys at home week three. Bears at home. They can beat the Cowboys. Bears at home week four. They'll beat the Bears. Uh, They're at at Green Bay, which uh, Nixon was the London They will not beat Green Bay. Go ahead. Uh, Home against the Ravens. Who? Home against the Ravens.
3: (laughs) They won't beat the Ravens. Uh, At Jacksonville. They'll beat Jacksonville. At Seattle. They'll beat Seattle. They'll lose that game. They'll beat Seattle. Geno Smith. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Geno Smith. They'll lose to Jacksonville. Oh, what the fuck? Their offensive line stinks. How the hell it against... is? All... How? I guess so do the back. Giants. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants are not losing against Jacksonville. Go ahead, Speedy. Uh, they will. Uh, home to the, they th- will. home against yeah. the
2: Texans. Then home they'll against, beat the Texans. Home against the Lions. They could beat the Lions. And then they have a bunch of NFC East games after, coming up. They're uh, uh, the, the they're Lions. At home against the e- oh no home against the
3: Commanders. Then the Eagles. Oh, how, no, could Cowboys. You, how Cowboys? How could you say right now when you look at that schedule that they can't win eight or nine games?
0: They won't. They don't have any good wide receivers. They don't have a good tight end. They don't have a good line. Barkley's going to get hurt again because he always does
3: every Um, their offensive line's much better than the Cowboys.
2: They always are at.
3: Their offensive line's better than the Cowboys. That's
2: not saying much. And and by
3: the way, not, not
0: by much. Uh,
3: yes, by much. I mean, who's on the Cowboys line that really scares you? Except for one guy. You
0: still got one guy. Martin.
3: That's it. Zach Martin. That's it. That's all they got. You think one guy is going to defend your know, four pass no. rushers? You thought the and Cowboys the are going to win twelve games? How are they winning twelve games? <laughs> how are the Cowboys winning twelve games? Like you think? No, I just waiting for the tie so they can go eight eight and one. They're not beating the Giants both games. They never do. They never do. So how are they? How are they winning twelve games? Uh,
0: Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys. Yeah. They'll they'll win. I didn't say they're going to win twelve. I said they're they will probably
3: win ten or eleven. You think they're going to win ten or eleven games, and the Giants are only going to win seven or six? With all the losses at wide receiver and offensive yeah, line, mm,
2: that is bold. They have C D Lamb
3: that they're throwing. That's oh, your it. boy Beef. C D Lamb, who you absolutely <laughs> hate. <laughs> he
2: has to save the offense. Who you drafted last six. year, by the, the way? The yeah, defense,
3: and he went a pick before him really this time. That was funny. You know. What were we saying, Beef? <laughs>
0: I said their defense is going to carry. Their defense is no, going to carry. Okay. So, so let the let defense will carry the l- go, l- let's look at
3: let's look at their secondary, okay? Uh, that that's going to carry him. Um, they have a guy in Diggs who fell apart in the second half of the season. and looked uh, you know, looked okay throughout the second half of the season. The last 6 games he was horrible, okay? Their safety play. They have two safeties that can't stay healthy. Wonderful, okay? So the, the, their secondary is not good. Then let's look at the pass rushers. They have, hmm, let me see, one guy that can get to the quarterback. How is this oh. defense? You, you, you're Parsons. You have that's Demarcus it? Lawrence.
0: You got Anthony Bard. You got oh. Mitch Parsons.
3: Demarcus, yeah, DeMarcus Lawrence DeMarcus has been good since Lawrence? his contract. <laughs> Did you just say Demarcus Lawrence? <laughs> Who hasn't been good since his yeah. contract? <laughs> the same guy that had, what, five sacks last year? was horrible. And that's it's getting right, overpaid. And, and, he'll and he'll oh, by the way, he'll, he'll be they gave him an year. extension he'll in he'll the offseason. See. What are they, nuts?
0: he'll be better, you'll see. Oh, really? How
3: much better? How much better? You'll He's going to get better in be, 5 sacks? He'll, he'll,
0: be a, he'll be a lot better, you'll
3: see. He's overpaid.
0: They're all a bunch of overpaid babies. So get But oh.
3: especially the Cowboys. <laughs> I think the Cowboys if the every, Cowboys
0: everybody, <laughs> everybody, every single athlete.
3: Yeah, they had 3 over, sacks in 7 games. The
2: Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. the every Cowboys
3: The Cowboys should be reaching out to the New York Jets and asking what will it take to get Denzel Mims? That's what I would do. If I was the Cowboys. Get a get a wide receiver that's big, long, and can run and it can run a four three and has leap, leaping ability. They need a guy like that. They don't have him. You still him. have that.
0: you still you still
3: have- Lamb, that's it. Who else? <laughs> An injured Gallup as your next receiver. Gallup might not, not play injured, in- he's fine. He's Gallup might not play until week two. three. You don't have to see how he comes back too.
2: That was his first. That was, last year was his breakout season. He was never like that before that too. You got You don't know I was going to come
0: back. He'll be fine. I'm worried about him.
3: You, I love it when you say he's going to be fine. How do you he think will
0: that
3: be fine. the giant, a guy that's had one great season so far off a major injury, is going to be fine? I, I think if I shoved a football up the beef's ass, he'd think everything was fine.
0: I don't think about. I don't think so, buddy.
3: Well, do you, you like pigskin? No. Do you like human skin? Female, female skin? Does she like Limit. giving you skin? Yeah, I, I know what a female is. You dumbass. Uh, are, are you sure? <laughs> I sometimes wonder. <laughs> yeah, but yes, I do. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I know what pastrami is, and damn well knows uh, that mayo is better than mustard. <laughs> M- mustard is better than mayo. No, yeah, no. I hate. First of all, I hate mustard.
0: All you freaking
3: take. You want? You know what I want to take? I want to take somebody home. You know, and, uh, um, you know.
0: Maybe, 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 uh, maybe you, you, that beat writer, the Giants should write about something more interesting instead of writing about his shitty team.
3: Well. <laughs> anyways. Um, so did you guys enjoy the game?
0: game was a good game. Dodger fans are a bunch of you-know-what.
3: Oh, good. So the Dodger fans were killing you, they, huh? they,
0: they, they, they They need to go back to California and stay there where they belong. Well, there's a lot of a Dodger
3: of fans that live here in New York. There's a lot of oh, them. You, there's a, there, you converted know what? Brooklyn Dodgers Yeah, Brooklyn fans. Dodger fans. Right. That's what they are. I mean, that's no, why there's not, a... No, not
0: these young, not these young kids. No, yeah, but their parents... They have ancestors that might have been Brooklyn Dodgers yes, fans. Their
3: parents were Brooklyn Dodger fans or their grandparents. Not all of them. Oh, come on, dude. All of them. dude, there were a lot of a Dodger good fans A bunch there. of them. I would imagine the majority of there them, were, them that live here. There were a lot of Dodger fans there, and they weren't all from L.A., dude. Right. <laughs> I would say the majority of them that live in New York Okay, I would say the majority of them that grew up or
2: lived in New York had some kind of grandparent that was a Brooklyn Dodger fan.
0: I don't think so. All right, you're going to go survey
2: every Dodger
3: fan next time you're at a Dodgers-Mets game to prove that? You know what you got to do? You got to spread those cheeks, you know?
0: No, they all need to go to California and stay there. And you know what? California can go float
3: away. Float away? How about I mean, that? Yeah,
0: I think, you, I think that, you need that, to that go over there and so spread
3: stooped. some cheeks. You need to spread some cheeks over there. It's a pretty big state. It'll be hard to float. <laughs> Jamie Lee needs to spread some cheeks. Him and Butch.
0: Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Jamie Lee and Butch. Oh, I well, I mean, the, the Mets, <laughs> they played a good game, the Mets. So just, well, they just played a Came up short. Do do? Hey, Jamie run. Lee,
3: uh, does Butch? Did you buy Butch a nice jersey for his uh, nice furry body?
0: No, oh, oh my God! Buy him no jersey, no.
3: Why? You know, it's a golden retriever. You know, they do make you know jerseys for golden retrievers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong in here. <laughs> It really is. You, need a, you need a brain surgery or something. I don't know. Like, I need to. Your mind is
3: up. Well, you know, somebody's got to have a, a beautiful <laughs> uh, mind like know,
0: me. They made a so, you know, you they up.
3: made a movie like me. You know, they, Russell Crowe played me. A beautiful mind. That was me.
0: Oh, a beautiful oh. mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think when you were playing ice hockey, someone must have dropped you too many times.
3: I mean, if you want to, you know, there there was another. There's a new movie coming out. A beautiful sausage. Start. You know, they're writing that about me too. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that, that's
0: what Speedy,
3: likes. That, Beautiful sausages. Yes, he does. Movie. Speedy. Uh, Speedy has told everybody what he likes. He likes dark and spicy sausages, right? Speedy.
0: That's uh, correct. Nice.
3: he doesn't like the white ones because they're yeah. they're very bland, right? Yeah,
2: less flavorful.
3: Less flavorful. <laughs> See, I told you. So he doesn't. He doesn't like the uh, white. I mean, James, do you like the dark uh, sausages? Oh. Uh, Oh, that's a good question. Do you like dark sausages? (laughs) I'm I'm being serious here. He likes bacon. You like baking? Bacon. Oh, I thought he says he likes to bake. I mean, seriously. Or he likes to smoke, like bake, you know? No, that's Kenny. (laughs) (laughs) So he likes bacon. Do you like turkey bacon? Yeah, turkey bacon's good. Turkey bacon's good. Have you ever put it between yeah. cheeks before?
0: Beef bacon's good too. Uh, have you yeah, ever put them between? Bacon. Have bacon's you ever? Good.
3: Have you ever put bacon between cheeks? No. <laughs> I'm being serious here. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> this is good. Uh, what What
0: is wrong with you? There's
3: a lot of things wrong with me. That's why I do radio. What? What? You know.
0: Yeah, well, I, I know that. I know
3: I'm a cheeky man. You know. Oh
0: God. You know, no, like nice.
3: the, like the English says, cheeky young fellow. You know. You know, anyways, uh, so you enjoyed the game. and uh, uh, Did you enjoy the refreshments over there? Uh, yeah,
0: 16, uh, 1675 for a beer.
3: Oh, there you go. So how many beers do you have? You probably had one and a half.
0: No, I only had two.
3: There you go. You want to <laughs> save some money, you know.
0: Habib's got to save money. Yeah, well, I, I He's got to buy right a house, too.
3: you know. He's got to <laughs> buy a house. I mean, he just bought his truck. I mean, this guy's racking in the dough. I mean, seriously, eventually, eventually he's going to, you know, he's going to go over there to Russia and buy himself a woman. No. Would you want to go over there right now? I don't know. Right. Right. Is Jamie Lincoln? Is Jamie Lincoln? I'm dead serious,
0: man. You're invited to my wedding. Oh, (laughs) could I speak?
3: Could I speak for you? Could I be like, could I be one of the guys that give speeches? Oh, no. I
0: don't know if I'll let you do that. Why? Well, what's
3: world world? wrong with me doing, you know, having a speech?
0: <laughs> the
2: beagle will be the first one to be to, to be passed well, out drunk no, at his own wedding. Speech, <laughs> I,
0: I'm overseas wife, though, man. Nah, shoot.
3: I That's think a, I'd be very go good. Go I think well, I'd be very a, good at that. If you give a
0: speech, you got to speak in Russian so she can understand what you're saying. All right, he's so I'll have movie. to learn <laughs> some <laughs> Russian. boy, he's bro.
3: Good. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make sure my ass is shaved. And I'm going to wear one of those suits that, you know, your buns stick out of it, you know. know, And I I have all my sports teams on my buns. What do you think? Errol's
0: going to bring a freaking gold retriever.
3: You're damn right. I'm going to bring Butch. I'm going to have a saddle for him. And I'm going to have a saddle, a double saddle for you. I'm going to have a double double saddle. I'm going to have a double saddle for Butch. So you know, after you guys are ready to get thrown, you know, beans getting thrown, a rice thrown on you, you could jump on the golden retriever and ride them all the way to the oh limousine. my god! You need
0: to know.
3: <laughs> oh man, I, I'm just speaking no, I the truth, you know. And uh, and by the way, uh, the um, the cowgirls, uh, the cowboys oh, oh, cheerleaders, now no, 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 the cowboy cheerleaders, the cowgirls, uh, their new season is coming out in the next couple of weeks. So I'll be you know checking that out, you know. Maybe your future wife will be a part of the Cowgirls. I mean, she'll probably weigh about 80 pounds soaking wet, you know? Well, that's... It's like hitting bones, you know? Hitting bones. What do you think? <laughs> what? I'm just being serious. It's like hitting bones. What is the bet here? What is the bet on live radio? I'm going to say the Cowboy... You said the Cowboys are going to win 11 or 12, right? Is that what you said? He said 10 11.
0: I said 10, 10 to 11. All right.
3: I'm going to say that the Cowboys do not win their division. Okay.
0: It's a possibility that they might not. Oh,
3: so now you don't have any trust in your team? Oh, no, you can, I you can also think the Eagles win eleven wins. games and I Cowboys said, with I 10. They win ten. the
0: division, <laughs> I said they can win ten. To are they better than the Eagles? I said.
3: Are the Cowboys better than the Eagles?
0: Are the Cowboys better than the Eagles? Yes. It's very close, but no, it's the Eagles not even are the close. edge. It's not even close.
3: It's not I close. It's, it's not close at all. Because
0: that Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback. So there you go. Okay.
3: And that is one position out big, of
0: that's, that's, that, that, that's over ten. That's
2: the most 10.
1: important position in football. The quarterback.
3: Yes. Uh, actually, um, the fans are the most important position, especially when they have a doggy style, you know. A lot of if the, fan, if the
2: fans were the most important uh, Speedy, vital part Speedy, to winning a, winning a football season, Cowboys fans would be. Cow, the Cowboys would be in the Super Bowl every year because fans you like think. The,
3: do you like the doggy style position? I have no idea. Doggy style position. Do you position? like? Do you like the doggy style position? I suppose. You suppose? Oh. Sure. Now, yes. what? What? You know, what angle do you like the doggy style position? I don't know. I'm not that analytical on a dog. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing mathematics on dog. If you lift your leg that way, it could it could actually be better. I'm not a dog. I don't know. Well, how do you know you're not a dog? Really? You might be half dog. Oh you might be half dog. <laughs> you know, your hair. You, you do
2: look a little scruffy today. If I had. I would have more hair in the middle of my body
3: if that was the case. Well, you do. You are, you have hairy balls. You said that. That's a small oh. part
2: of the middle of your body. I,
3: not necessarily. Now, yeah, you, it is. You probably have more hair over there than you do on Which the. Which still of your represents head. only five percent of the middle of your body. Well, wow, that's a lot of hair, man. I mean, seriously. It still represents only five percent. You the know, body I, by the
2: body. way, I got your manscape.
3: I'm going to give it to you. Congratulations. After
2: the show. It still only represents five percent oh. of the middle of your body.
3: It, it, I'm asking you a question. Do you like doggy style or not? I have no strong opinion. I have no idea what it is. Well, and I'm not a dog. (laughs) Well, if you did know what it was, would you like it? I don't know. I mean, from a grade from one to ten, what would you say? A four. I don't know. You wouldn't do it four? You wouldn't do more than a four? I have no idea. I I, I would give it an eight. Congratulations. Would you give it an eight? Ask them. <laughs> I mean, it, it all depends on the cheeks. Oh my god! Ask a, ask your uh, ask the people in the car what they think. Okay. I mean, uh, Bev, what would you rate a doggy style? Ten. A ten? Oh wow, it's high. Jamie Lee, what would you rate a doggy style? Doggy style. Ah, uh, seven. A seven? like So what do you like? Uh, you, you like to. You I like, like the girl on top. You like to, he <laughs> likes the top. He likes the samurai, you know, bulldozer. I'm lazy, yo.
0: He's a bulldozer.
3: He he likes to <laughs> he <laughs> likes to drill. He likes to drill, Speedy. <laughs> fusion. Oh. <laughs> he likes to drill, you know do you, you like a screw gun, Speedy?
2: I don't know. I've never seen a screw gun. So You've I'm, never
3: seen a screw gun before? I've seen a nail
2: gun. I've never seen a screw You've
3: gun. You've never seen a screw gun it screw twist gun? around? No. no? No. Well, you know, if you want to see one, I could show you. I don't care. No, I'm no. not that incentive with a screw gun. I'm not going to. Well, it's, it's very interesting because you need to know what a I'm not, screw gun is. I'm not, I'm not going to shoot screws. <laughs> no, you could go reverse and you could go forward. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> All right, so I load the screw gun? What? You got to load the on. screw gun. How. How how much how big the ni- if if you were to Why pick would a- I
2: why would I care about that? I could I am not trying to shoot screws at anything. Yes, You are. Why? I, I do. I try to All shoot right. screws. All right, and the then time. you
3: could go to whatever whatever gun range you have sc- shooting screws with and wow. well, I I do. I shoot a lot of screws. Okay. I mean, do you- I think you should shoot screws I, I think it's. I don't
2: really. Sh- I don't. I've never shot a non like water gun or Nerf gun or anything like.
3: that. But we're that, not talking about water guns. guns. We're talking about a screw I know, gun. A screw gun. <laughs> yeah, I haven't shot a gun that has anything pointy <laughs> coming out of it, like a nail gun or anything like that. Well, so. it, the pointier, the better. You know. Okay, I still never. Sh- I don't have
2: experience shooting it. Doesn't mean I care.
3: Do you like the long ones or the short ones? I don't know. What I, 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 again? I don't have that kind of experience. Well, I'm gonna have to give.
2: Why? I, don't, I, have no, I have no
3: relevancy to judge why I would need or want a screw gun. Well, I mean, the screw guns. You it's know, not like the
2: screw automatically goes
3: in place. It does go into place. You have to get it in the hole.
2: Well, yeah, but people have machinery separate for that. That's professionally with like, construction and stuff.
3: Well, the construction is good. And, I mean, and I'm not good with that kind of stuff. Well, I'm going to have to teach you then. I mean, it has to work.
2: Why, you're, a, prof- you're a, I'm a professional. worker?
3: I'm a professional screw gun guy. That That's not a thing. It is. It is. It, I, I get I get paid to be a screw gun guy. You have way too many jobs to be that. I, I, well, I mean, you need a job like that. No, I don't. You like, listen, if you like dark sausages and you like spicy sausages. Why would that correlate with a screw gun? <laughs> because it works. unless it's a, Unless the grill is what's missing the screws. Well, but... you're, you're damn right. You need a grill. All right, I'll trust the professional. Well, I'm not doing it myself. I am the professional.
2: All right. Well, if you have a grilling industry, go for it. Don't get me involved.
3: (laughs) I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to help you. (laughs) Oh, man. We understand that Speedy has never seen a screw gun before. He likes dark sausages that <laughs> have to be very spicy and he doesn't like doggy style.
0: But <laughs> does, does, does 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 he like poutine
3: pie? Uh, yeah, do you like you know, do you I like have the, no idea what that is. Well, it, is it it's it's got a lot of different it's got a lot of different things in it, you know. Congratulations. <laughs> do you, you you like pickle juice? It's okay. You like pickle juice? It's all right. How about pickles? You like pickles? Yeah, they're all right. How big do you like them? I don't care on size. I, I, you should. The, size, the bigger, the better. It's a side thing. I don't really care. Uh, how big do you like the pickles? I don't care. Show me the size. Show me the size. i not, there's no specific. Five inches, thing. ten inches. What I do you don't like? measure pickles to know that. <laughs> Not passionate about
2: the shape or type of
3: pickle. The measure. That. Do you know a pickle is a cucumber? Yes, I do. Okay. Now, how big do you like the cucumber? I don't. You don't like cucumbers. It's watery and bland. How do you like pickles? And you don't like cucumbers. The cucumbers are watery and bland. Well, you know, you know, the person that knows a lot about that kind of stuff is Jamie Lee over there. He loves his cucumbers over there. Likes them big and thick. You know, if 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 you were to see a big, huge pickle and it was very thick, would you be hungry? Would you eat it? Would I eat that pickle? No, I'm asking Speedy. Oh, they were asking Jamie. I'm asking you, Speedy. (laughs) Okay, sure. His name's not Jamie. It's Jamie Lee. (laughs) Oh, Jamie Lee, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Oh, by the way. uh, Sure, I suppose. What did you see? What did you say? You saw Butch tonight? What was that?
0: No, I saw saw Mikey C.
3: Oh, Mikey C was over there? He was at the game? Yeah, Yeah, he was. He was was,
0: was with his son, yeah. uh, Wow. How did
3: you see him with all those people there?
0: I didn't practice. Oh yeah, he was, he was in the he was he was in the same section we were standing uh, for batting practice. Wow. Did you
3: did he pull his pants down and show his son something uh, that he never sees every day? No. Well, you know, Mikey likes to lie about his uh, you know sizes. You know, yeah,
0: you know? I'm sure he does. Yeah, uh,
3: Speedy, do you like the knob or you like the fat part of the bat? Um. I guess the knob. You like the knob, right? Sure. It's easier to, sh- you know, shove. I uh, have no reason uh, for I'm doing just that. I like the thick part. Congratulations. Okay. I'm not go- I'm not going to try to whack somebody. Well, now don't say that cuz you might, you know. No, I'm not. There could be a lot to whack, you know. Oh, no. what? Okay, I'm just asking you. I mean, you, you don't like screw guns. You only like the Why knob. Would, Why would you want to think I would try to inflict pain on somebody by bludgeoning him with a bat? I, I asked Speedy what what type of the what part of the bat does he like? He likes the thick part or the knob part. He says he likes the knob part because it's small.
0: Oh, how oh, nice. Which side
3: do you like, the knob or the fat part?
0: Knob. Well,
3: uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, then I guess oh. he's not going to be a pretty good baseball player. You know, oh. Oh. we'll play stickball. There you go. Uh, Speedy, Speedy, you like the broom? Do you like the broom or you like the mop? Broom. Why do you like the broom?
2: Because that's involved in witchcraft. Mops are not. Well, what happened? You
3: you said brooms liked that. They're involved in witchcraft. So you you believe in witchcraft? No, but it's much more fun than whatever a mop does. So do you (laughs) do you think that if you put like a spell on a broom, you can fly with it? No, but that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. I would love to see you fly with a broom. How about this? We'll put you on my roof, and you can... I'm not doing that. I know it's not going to actually work. <laughs> uh, I, I know it's not going to actually work. I'm not... I'm but, not... Uh, I mean, I, it would be interesting to watch you try. Yeah, I'm sure it would. I mean, I'll catch you. Congratulations. All right. And if if, sometime, if somehow you fall to your death, it wasn't my fault.
2: Yeah, I, like I'm willing to take that chance.
0: <laughs>
3: How about if Jamie Lee does it? Oh,
0: the man. person doesn't anyway. matter. No, have a good night.
3: All right, boys. Have fun driving right. home.
0: will talk to you later. Say hello to Butch. Yeah.
3: There you go. I, I mean, you and the beef. I mean, that is a beautiful thing. You and him. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm the one saying the Cowboys will win
2: 12 games or 11. Would games. you sleep
3: in a sleeping bag right next to the beef? Yeah, I don't have to touch
2: him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what? What may, do, you, do you not find the beef?
2: Attractive? I'm not getting involved in some kind of camping out <laughs> intimacy.
3: So where. you're you're not attracted to the beef? Oh my god, I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm just asking you. I mean, the beef has some kind of physical attraction to you, right? I have no idea, so and I don't. I'm, okay. not not to, I, I'm not going to not. I'm not going to like seek out the answer just for that. Well, I think you should. Of I course, mean, you do. <laughs> I think it would be a great opportunity for you to understand what the beef can do and how he can wag and gag you. Congratulations. Anyways, uh, oh, we thank got another. Anna- we got another guest. Thank
2: you, Kevin, for calling. And what's
0: going on, Kev? Is <laughs> what's up, guys? What's up, what's- Kev?
3: What would you like uh, to
0: talk about, bud? talk about Jimmy G. Let's this do is the it. problem with the NFL. This okay, is the let's, problem. Let's hear it. They, just ready, they just brush these guys aside. They're, I mean, this dude, you bring him to the Super Bowl, they're ready to throw him aside
2: mm-hmm.
0: for against a guy they have no idea about. Rookie quarterback hasn't proven anything. I mean, it's not like uh, Jimmy G's out here throwing interception after interception. He's got the intangibles, mm-hmm. and that's the way the NFL works. They're just always looking for the next best thing. They give these guys a shot, and if they don't produce, and sign to the next one, then there's a rookie coming in. He gets his shot, and it just seems bad. Bad.
3: The, the, the NFL is what have you done for me now, or what have you done for me lately? Okay, that's that's all they care about. And Jimmy G. Got a lot of money from the San Francisco 49ers, all because of six games that he played with the Patriots. And then he got traded for a second-round draft pick. And he goes over there to the 49ers, played very well for his first three games. Then he tears our four games. He tears his ACL, and he's out for the season. Jimmy G is the, the, uh, I guess, the Chad Pennington of this age. That's what he is. Hmm. I mean, Chad Pennington was a successful quarterback in the NFL. Was he the best? Was he elite? No. Was he accurate? Yes. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is an accurate quarterback. He, he's, he's taken teams all the way to NFC title games and, you know, semifinals or wherever, you know, divisional games. He's done it all. He just can't get over the hump. And, and we've seen quarterbacks of his stature win Super Bowls. A matter of fact, we've seen quarterbacks worse than him win Super Bowls. The thing is, and I'll say this about the NFL, the NFL... Because of the contracts that they get from all these big corporations and organizations, and advertisers, what they do is they they have a certain amount of money to give to these owners and give to these teams. That's what makes salary cap. And as the TV deals go up, the more money that dishes out to the salary caps and to the ownerships at the end of the season. With Jimmy G, and I'll say this. Jimmy G's not making a lot of money as a backup quarterback. I mean, he's the highest-paid backup quarterback in the NFL, $7 million. But here's the thing. We don't know what, what's-his-name-again is going to be this year. We, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. We, we really don't. We don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. Trey Lance could start the season in the first five games and look absolutely horrible and bomb. What do they do? They're going to bring Jimmy G back in. And Jimmy G has been more successful and been very successful in the NFC. And by the way, the NFC is so winnable this year, it's probably more winnable than it's ever has been. So I, I think that I understand what you're saying. I think the NFL, uh, you know, over and, – and, and here's another thing, and this is what I hate about the NFL too. There is no guaranteed money except the signing bonus. There is no guarantee money. So you hear Von Miller get like $130 million, okay? He gets a signing bonus of $60 million. That's all he gets. That's all he gets. There is no guarantees that in the next two or three years they decide, hey, we want to live up to that contract because they're not going to do that. So I, that's the only thing that sucks about the NFL. you got basketball players. you got backup basketball players that don't see a court making $14 million a year making $8 million a year or some crazy number like that. Okay, so I, I, I understand what you're saying, and I understand what you're, you're saying about Jimmy G. I feel bad for Jimmy G because he shouldn't have lost his job. He took that team all the way to an NFC title game. Yes, they have a good defense. Yes, he made some mistakes in the NFC title game. He still was there. How do you give the reins to Trey Lance? Yes, you gave up your future for Trey Lance. If... If this same guy took you all the way to an NFC title game, you were one, great, one game away from going to the Super Bowl against the Super Bowl champions. Does that make sense to you, Kev?
0: Makes absolutely no sense. So, if so you put it perfectly, hit it out of the ballpark to a T. That's just what it is. I mean, they always say it's a team game, but you need key players to lead the team. Mm-hmm. It's leadership. Have a good leadership; someone rallies around. Um, that's half the battle, and I don't think that's gets talked about enough. Someone that they're willing to go out there and play for, play hard for. Feel like they got a shot. And I feel like that's what uh, Jimmy J did. They did the same thing with Trubisky. They they say they got this. Um, what's his name? What's his dude's name? Justin Fields. No? Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah. Like they're they're all giddy. Oh, put in Fields. He's the answer. He's the answer. Chicago Bears are. emperor. They're projected to be the worst team in the NFL. It's not because of Fields. No, though. it's not going
3: to be because of Fields. And here's the thing I think Justin Fields, if they put the right players around him, could be very successful, as successful as tre- Trevor, Le- Trevor Lawrence or even Zach Wilson. Um, I just think that being that he is in the position that he is in Chicago where they're, they've they always cared about their defense, not their offense. Go look at yeah. the teams that they've been successful and winning with Brian Urlacher and all those teams. Right. They were defensive strength, strong, and who did they have? They had Devin Hester, who was a punt returner slash wide receiver that they turned him into. They had no weapons. They're always good at developing running backs and front seven talent. Everything else is Rex Grossman, really bad. <laughs> Rex Grossman. They've always had good running backs. Right. Always. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they know how to draft running backs, but – I, again, I don't blame Justin Fields. I just – I think you're right. I mean, how does a quarterback that takes you all the way to an NFC title game last year – yes, it wasn't all him, but he he was the guy making the throws. How does he all of a sudden lose his job the next year to a, a rookie quarterback that I don't even think is ready? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, but, again, if I w- – nobody really wanted Jimmy Garoppolo because if they did, they would have – Uh, He would have pushed his way out, and somebody would have traded for him, and he would have still made his twenty some odd million dollars. Nobody wanted it because nobody wanted that on the cap, so he had to take less money. Now he's he's the highest paid backup quarterback. And if he does get the job back, one way or another, he has incentives, like the B, uh, like Speedy says, where he can make up to $19 million, still underpaid as a starting quarterback in the NFL.
2: Kevin, the other thing to factor in, too, is also the injury risk, because Trey Lance is a mobile quarterback, too. We've seen a lot of mobile quarterbacks, we were talking about RG3 earlier, that have a lot of injuries really early in their career, and it's just not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, a lot of these times for these mobile quarterbacks. We saw Lamar Jackson last year deal with a lot of injury issues, Kyler Murray the last two years. Had his own share of injuries. So Trey Lance is that type of quarterback, that type of build where that kind of thing could happen too. So it's better to have a good insurance policy for that, even too, rather than just trying to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, trust a Mr. Irrelevant. Last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy, who I liked as a college quarterback, but is not really an NFL-type quarterback. As your backup quarterback, to replace Trey Lance if he gets hurt, you're wasting a very talented roster as it is. They're one of the most complete rosters in the league, both offensively and defensively, and you don't want to be, ruin that kind of thing if Trey Lance gets hurt. Yes, Trey Lance is raw, understandable, but again, I guess with the way they've been acting this offseason. Who would off you season, trust with that team right now, Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance? I have to see Lance first, but Jimmy G as a now, just because we don't know yet, but...
3: Nevertheless, they felt he was ready, but they, still, if he if he gets hurt or if He's, he's got to be ready because yeah. if he doesn't win this year and he doesn't play well, Kyle Shanahan will be looking for a new job after this season because you gave up your next three years of first-round draft picks for Trey Lance. And this is the same guy that barely played his final season right. in the NCAA because of COVID. He played one game, mm-hmm. and they, they trusted that this guy was their future. I think that's a that's a highly regarded, you know, quarterback that was highly regarded at a position that I don't think he was regarded enough for.
2: Nevertheless, they made the decision to move forward with that. As raw as he may be, because I still think he, he is raw. I, th- I still think he will be. He's going to start a little slow this season if he does stay healthy. But nevertheless, with his type of quarterback, the injury issue could be concerning. Now, if they traded Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe they would have gotten a different backup quarterback. I don't know. Maybe they would have traded for one of the Jets guys. One of the one of the roster cuts that was just happened. I don't know. But nevertheless, like it's still better to have that insurance policy because a lot of these mobile quarterbacks, young. Mobile quarterbacks get hurt very often, and even freak injuries, too, that sometimes take longer than usual, we've ever seen before to heal with a lot of these quarterbacks, too. There's not a lot of super durable How about they arms. just give me
3: $500,000, and I'll start for them? How's that sound? I'll start <laughs> yes. for them for five hundred grand. i will go out there. I'll make the throws. I'll stand in the pocket. I'll let these crazy lunatics try to tackle me. And I, I'm strong enough to stay on these beautiful legs and throw, you know, duds, target, target practice, dart practice, to all these guys. Darts, darts yeah, I can throw a dart. Have you ever thrown darts before? No. You've never thrown darts. You've before? never thrown a dart.
0: You played the game. Yeah, I've darts. darts, not not for some time, but yeah, oh, um, a while ago. Okay. You know what they're gonna do? They're gonna start looking for another quarterback in a year. I, gonna I, say, I they can't um, do
3: it in a year because. Um, Here's the reason why. First of all, they gave up their last, their next three first-round draft picks for this guy. So they got to make sure that this guy at least plays for two years and, and see how he develops. And, and if, if he doesn't develop in the next year, year and a half, Kyle Shanahan will be looking for a new job, and so is John Lynch because you cannot give up that many first-round draft picks for a quarterback that fails, and you gave up your future. That, that is your future. You never give up first
2: round draft picks, and Kevin. The other thing too is I don't know if they're going to be even that bad of a team unless Trey Lance is god awful and yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt or something like that. Where they're like they're back to twenty. They got grade. great weapons.
3: Have, I know that. Yeah,
2: but if let's say Trey Lance really struggles and Jimmy G gets hurt, then you're trusting a third string Brock Purdy who's never who's Mister Irrelevant at the end of the draft. If they stay, if
3: they stay healthy offensively with Debo Samuel and. Hayuk uh, and, yeah. and, and Kittle. Yeah. I mean, the, and Mitchell looked like he's a good running yes. back, too. I mean, they've got weapons. They, they should win. I mean, in that division, that division, besides the Rams, is horrible. Yeah, the- Trey Lance, if he's even just even serviceable, the
2: 49ers will at least be a playoff team. It's just a matter of if he's, like, god-awful, and then, like I said, Jimmy G gets hurt. That's the only reason, or that's the only scenario where I could see them, Kevin, being in a position for them to draft a quarterback that early. But, again, they also don't have a first-round pick because they traded it to Miami. This is the last year of that
3: three first-round pick group, so they'd have to get it back in another way. You know where Jimmy G's going to play next year? Hmm. I'll tell you exactly where he's going to play, and I'm, I'm going to nail it perfectly. All righty. Where got? do you think he's going to play? That is a good question. And it's not Seattle because Seattle's no. going to have the number one. They're going to have the top three, top four pick.
0: Broncos. Nope. No, they, Russell no, they got Russell
3: Wilson.
2: They got Russell Wilson. The Colts? Nope. Okay, because I think Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's the there year. for two years. Oh, it's two years. Okay, I, yes. thought, it was, I thought this was the last year. Uh, no. Tennessee? Nope. Because I think this is last year for Tannehill. I know they have Malik Willis. Hey, I'll, I'll try one more. Let's say Washington. Nope. Uh-huh. They have
3: Carson Wentz. Yeah, but have a bait. <laughs> he's one injury they're away. He's one Brady injury Brady's away from gone. something. They're
0: going to bring in Jimmy G to replace him. No, <laughs> that
3: would be funny. They have the backup quarterback that's going to take off for Brady. Um, it's Miami. Miami. Yes. Man. Miami is the type of team that will bring in Jimmy G. He's a he's an accurate quarterback. He, he You don't need a you know, gun to throw to Tyreek Hill and Waddle. I mean, he's the perfect fit over there. I mean – They don't – and remember, Miami don't have a first-round draft pick, so it's Lamar Jackson or, you know, Jimmy G. I mean, how many quarterbacks are going to be available in the offseason that are, you know, know, as far as I'm concerned, starting quarterbacks in the NFL? There is none. Yeah. There is none. Cousins was the other one, but he got extended. Yeah, he got extended, so So. he's not going anywhere. So it's only Jimmy G and Lamar Jackson if Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore. Yeah. So – and – and, and and Miami, I don't know if they can afford Lamar Jackson because they just give Tyreek Hill a lot of money. So <laughs> him and Lamar Jackson, it would be probably. Jimmy G. I mean, Jimmy G. He'll be affordable. Y- you probably pay him twenty million a year, nineteen a million a year, right. and he'd be he'd probably go. I I'm willing to bet anybody. I, I put that on, you know, put that on Vegas' numbers. Where where what what would be the Vegas numbers of who the starting quarterback for Miami is going to be next year? Because it's, be on <laughs> it's not going to be. don't ask Chaz all that one. It's not going to be two. Old. It's not going to be too long. Kevin, before we let you go, you have anything to say? Any any arguments before we let you go?
0: Last thing, I was I was listening to Aaron Rodgers on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. and, man, did he say a lot. He said a lot. He was trashing the NFL, mm-hmm. saying, oh, no, they're trying to intimidate him and this and that. Has one of you guys heard of that? What's your thoughts on that? I
3: didn't hear it, and I and now that you told me, I'll probably listen to it tomorrow, and I'll talk about it on Thursday. So definitely tune in for that. But what do I say for that? I think Aaron Rodgers is completely right. I think the NFL, I think the fans, they misjudge him. They they know about they they have this thought of him that he's a bad family man, he's a bad uh, brother, bad son, bad whatever, bad all the different things that you heard, bad boyfriend. Because he, it, none of the girls actually worked out for him. Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick's never said anything bad about him. Nothing bad about Aaron Rodgers. Okay? So everybody misjudges him because of who he is and his personality and, and what he does in the field. We have interviewed five Green Bay Packer ex-players that played with him. Five of them. And every one of them said that he's a good guy, he's a great teammate, and a great, play, great player to play for. So... Why is it? I, I know Greg Jennings didn't like him. Great. Le, uh, Le Michael, uh, Michael Finley, Finley. Finley didn't like him. Fine. Who cares? They loved, you know, Brett Favre, who I heard is the biggest dick you'll ever meet. Okay? So uh, so going back to Aaron Rodgers is if you don't know the guy, how could you judge him? He, why? Because he took more money. He took $50 mil- I would have taken $50 million, too, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I am the only quarterback in the NFL that can go on any roster and make that roster that much better. Aaron Rodgers this year, mark my words, will fall, he'll, he will throw 4,300 yards, over 4,000 yards. He will throw close to 30 touchdowns, and he'll throw less interceptions than probably most quarterbacks in the NFL. And with who? Who's his number one? Who's his number one? And Kevin All right, think. who's his number one? Probably, as of right now, Alan Lazard. That's all proven. Alan advice. Lazar. <laughs> I mean, who there? I mean, there's nothing. Why, well, who's the kid that they drafted? Watson. Watson? But he's kind of raw, so
2: he's probably going to need some time to get acclimated. They have nobody. That, yeah. They have nobody. Don't worry.
3: They got Sammy Watkins to save the day. So if if <laughs> somehow... <all> <laughs> If somehow Aaron Rodgers throws 30 touchdowns or 28 touchdowns and only six or seven interceptions and has over 4,000 yards, you're going to tell me he's not the best quarterback in the NFL with that kind of talent around him? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. He should – the Green Bay Packers have no, no – if you think Green Bay is – even with the Bears in their division, they're, they're the worst in their division. Minnesota has more talent than Green Bay does. Um, Who else is that? Detroit. 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 I think Detroit. Uh, That's close. They're about the same. Because they're they're kind of similar. Like, Green
2: Bay's got the two running backs. Detroit's got the two running backs and kind of questionable wide receivers. I think they're the same,
3: I, I, I like Detroit's wide receivers than I do with probably, Green Bay. Probably
2: uh, the Packers' line is a lot better, though. I two. love Brown on yes. Detroit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I would say the Lions have the receiver advantage. Uh, tight end should be the Lions, but Hawkinson's kind of up and down when it comes to pass catching. Uh, offensive line goes to the Packers, so they're probably
3: about the same, but the defense definitely the Packers. Honestly, I, I, Aaron Rodgers has no business winning this year. Honestly, I, I mean, and, and and with $50 million, everybody says, oh, he hurts the team. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's won back-to-back MVPs. And I listen to all these analysts that come on the show saying that they thought Tom Brady should win. How? Tom Brady had the best offense in all of the NFL. The most talent around him. Yeah. The most talent around him. Why would you give it to the guy that has the most talent around also, him? Also, much easier schedule, too. You know, I mean, how it. does that make sense? Aaron Rodgers... Adams, that's it. And Lazar, who, by the way, disappeared <laughs> yeah. in certain games. He's good for like four good games a year. That's now, he it's... had Dylan and he had Jones, two really good backs. But you can't count on them. You can't expect yeah, them. Yeah, Dylan doesn't do much with the pass catching anyway. No, so. you can't count on them. And you're going to have to count a lot on them th- this year because they're going to think run first, run second, throw third, even with Aaron Rodgers, even oh, yeah. though they don't like to do that. Aaron Rodgers is going to run for dear life this year because nobody's going to get open. Aaron Jones is probably going to line up as a wide receiver a lot too. I
2: would imagine with Dylan as a running back,
3: it's going to be very interesting. I, I'm out of all the teams that I can't wait to watch this year offensively. Green Bay is on the top of my list. They really are, and I would like to see how Baltimore works now with the running backs that they have because we saw Baltimore. Baltimore just had a string of bad luck last year, oh, yeah. and they almost made the playoffs. Uh-huh. They had no running backs. Now they got DK. Uh, you know they have Dobbins back and. And all these different guys back, they're going to be able to run the ball this year. So they're going to be eye flying. I'm expected to see some great running game, you know, running offenses that we've seen in the league. So they got Ronnie Stanley back, too, at left tackle, who's a top three left tackle in the league. So, I mean, uh, that's a team that I wouldn't want to watch. I mean, our teams, obviously, but. Um, I don't know. The Giants offense. The Chargers. The Chargers yeah, are another of, team that, that I want to see yeah. this year. I want to see them early in the season, how they play. Uh, Broncos with Russell Wilson, how he runs that offense. Uh, with a new coach, a new style of offense that he's really, he was behind, he was under Pete Carroll's offense for, what, 10 years? Yeah, like with four different coordinators. Yeah, still. so, same offense. He ran uh,
2: yeah, the same pretty offense. Pretty much, pretty much. Russell Wilson also created more than anyone else, just informally the way he did, especially at the beginning of his career, too. And I think Doug Baldwin was, like, their only good receiver at that time.
3: Uh, also, I want to see Baker Mayfield play. Uh, I'd love to see, Baker plays the Cleveland in the first game. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun to watch. That'll be fun. That should be Sunday Night Football. I would love to see Baker play his team, his old team. If they
2: scheduled Sunday. like if they scheduled the games I that wish way. Deshaun
3: Watson was playing because that would be fun to watch. And if Baker came out a winner <laughs> in Cleveland, oh my God, that would have given. I, I would be the ultimate FU to the fans. Well,
2: yeah, the, the, pro, the if the Baker-Mayfield trade happened like a month before that they could have the schedule released, they probably would do that. Make it like that. Make I it would have loved that.
3: One of the Monday night games or the Sunday night game. Yeah, I could see that. I would love to see that. Baker-Mayfield, you know, give him the big middle finger after he wins the game. We've seen him do crazier things. he, he take a flag. Or, yeah, he'll... or somebody on the Browns will give it back to him
2: if they win. So, yeah, so, I, it was uh, some kind of
3: feud. I, I, I think Baker Baker out of all the the games that I want to see Week One, I want to see Baker Mayfield. Are they playing in Cleveland? Yeah, I would. Oh, no, 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 they're not. Oh, they're going to Carolina. They're at Carolina. It would have been better. better They were
2: saying, yeah, they were saying it like they should have been at Cleveland. Just happened to be the that time in the rotation, unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, I would have played in Cleveland twenty
3: eighteen. I would love to see Baker step on a field and shut those Cleveland fans up. I would love to see it. And you know who would also love – Matt Fontana would have loved to see that too. Yes. Because he loved Baker Mayfield. He really did. He did not want to see Baker go. But I think he's starting to grow with Deshaun Watson. I, how could you not? I mean, you have Deshaun frigging Watson. At this point, you're just going to
2: have to try to accept it
3: with this season. I just don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> hey, listen. If if somehow they, you know, they get out and they win five or six games with him coming back – they can make the playoffs. Depending on if Watson comes back to the top five quarterback form
2: right away, because remember, he's been out for. Be he will a, a year and then He's never had weapons games. like that. He's never had weapons, like which that. is fair. Which is fair, but we'll see how he, he has to come back in a new system too. So that, that'll be a thing. But I I mentioned on the weekend crunch, I think they will end up going five and six in that span because they have the other talent to make it work and a defense that is very good, very deep on uh, at a second year of a system too. So I think they can. It's just a matter of how well Watson will come back right away and be acclimated to the two. And obviously, if they can stay healthy too, because them like the Ravens, not as
3: badly as the Ravens, but they had a big rash of injury last year, too. Because if somehow Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns get into the playoffs, watch out. Oh, yeah. Watch out. Because I, I I know Deshaun Watson wants to get back into that game as quick as possible, you know, get back and playing NFL football as quick as possible to shut people up for everybody to forget that this ever even happened. Because we've seen this before. We've seen. Remember the whole thing. And I know deflategate is nothing as important as this. But the Flake Gate came around and Tom Brady was the talk of the town. It crashed and ripped apart his. By the way, did you see Tom Brady and what he looks like?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, looks there were that no Those pictures. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. He looks horrible. <laughs> I mean, what so did weird. he do to his face? I have no idea. Probably something Giselle related.
3: <laughs> no, I think he, he did, you know, uh, obviously as you get older, you get Botox and all that other stuff. That's, but... what, that's what I'm thinking. Probably something Giselle did. <laughs> No, it's something that he did. No, 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 I know. It's probably one of her treatments, though. he—he, well, he, It's a woman treatment, but a lot of guys do it now. And okay. he's getting older, and he thinks that it's going to help him and keep him young. But yeah. he also lost a lot of weight. He looked yeah. like he lost a lot of weight. Yep. I don't know what's going on because some people said that he missed the, a lot of the you know, practices and stuff like that. He missed like yeah. 10 or 15 games, uh, fifty days uh Fifteen days of practice or something like that. balls, it's family oriented. Is he having problems with his wife going back and playing football? I mean, somebody decided to spread a rumor that they were thinking about getting divorced, which we know is false now. But no, I don't believe that. No, but people were spreading it on Twitter like two weeks ago. I don't think he was getting a divorce, but maybe he's having problems. Maybe his wife didn't want him to go back and play football. I mean, I thought she. Remember, he just signed a lucrative deal with right. uh, Fox Sports. <laughs> Worth about three hundred and sixty million or something like yeah. that. It's the highest paid, you know, play-by-play analyst in in sports history, and he's never done it before in his life. I know it's Tom Brady, but that's crazy. I mean, why would you go back and play football? I, obviously, he loves the game, and maybe he still thinks he has it in him to win. But I mean, he looked horrible. I mean, it, it, I don't know if anybody go check it out uh, when he did the presser, and and he. He couldn't even answer some of the questions. He was so off. He looked like he was so off yeah. when the press was talking to him. So uh, I, I'm going to be r- interested. The rustiest to Tom Brady has ever looked. <laughs> yeah, but it's Tom Brady. So I, I expect him to get on the field, and it'll be like a glove to him. It's yeah, ridiculous. They'll, they'll build this up as the, uh, the quote-unquote drama to fuel him. <laughs> it'll be like a glove to him. I'm telling you. He's going to step on the field. He'll still throw over 4,000 yards this year, maybe close to five. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't with the talent that he has around him. Uh, the only problem right now is their offensive line injuries. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. That's it. But Tom Brady is the king of getting the ball out. He's has the fastest release in the NFL. Yes. So, and he's the smartest quarterback in the NFL. So how do you think he still plays in the
2: league? Because he's smart. Yep, Tom Brady will be smart enough to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just for them to lose in the playoffs because Todd Bol- Bowles will be over aggressive.
3: <laughs> no, Todd Bowles is horrible. I don't care what anybody says. Who who do we have on? Said that he's yeah, better J- than J Bru- yeah, C. Yeah, J C. He said you know, he was better than <laughs> Bruce Arians. Oh, yeah,
2: I was, I was, I was shocked when I heard that because all the all he's, the Buccaneers
3: people love Bruce Arians. He is nowhere close to Bruce Arians, by the way, nowhere close. And I know as a Jet fan that he's nowhere close. So yes, he yes he coached the Jets, but. I can't wait to watch him coach him, the mistakes that he makes at the end of the game, calling timeouts and and kicking, punting the ball. Because even with Tom Brady, you're going to see he doesn't trust it. He's going to punt the ball. He's not one of those guys that goes for it like Bruce Arians Right.
2: No, you're right. So I can't
3: wait until he makes those mistakes and the the Buccaneers lose a game that they should have won because of his stupidity. Okay, and I can't wait to hear what he's got to say after that because I believe by the end of this season, Byron Leftwich will be coaching that team. Oh. <laughs> That's what I think is going to happen.
2: He'll redeem himself after not getting the job. <laughs> well, he gave up the job. Well, he the gave, job. No, he gave up the Jacksonville job yeah. saying he was hoping for the Tampa job, but now he might get it again.
3: <laughs> it's going to probably happen because I think Todd Bowles is going to fail. I, I, I have seen enough of him to think that he is an idiot and he doesn't know what he's doing. Maybe he'll end up back in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Bruce Arians is not there, so I don't know if yeah, Kingsbury would hire him. Who so. knows? Vance Joseph, is he, the brightest he'll defensive be, looking, coordinator, he'll be looking for a new job after this year too. Uh,
2: and so, might Vance Joseph, he's not the brightest defensive coordinator either.
3: I, I'm looking forward to watching Hard Knocks. I didn't. I'm not. I've been watching a little bit of the Lions, but I'm not very interested in that. But I can't wait until the season of Hard Knocks with the Arizona Cardinals because I, I want to see Kyler Murray and the whole Marquise Brown situation, Hollywood Brown, and. And all that stuff because I know that if this team doesn't win this year with the talent that they have, there is going to be heads rolling, especially oh, yeah. paying Kyler Murray $43 million a year. Uh, there will be heads rolling with that organization. Yep. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it because they, they have a very good chance in the NFC, to be as good as any team, but they have a very tough schedule. Yes, draft, they do, so. but they they got a lot of talent. <laughs> yeah, they do. They have a lot of talent, defensively, offensively. They're very talented, and I expect them to have a good season. They had a very good draft too. Yeah, so he made a good trade today
2: too. Trayvon Mullen is a nice number two corner, and they all just traded seventh and a sixth round pick, I think, mm-hmm. from the Raiders.
3: I, I think there. I, I think there's a very good chance for them to be very good this year. So. Um, they were good last year, but they died down at the end of the season, maybe because of Kyler Murray's injuries. But yep. uh, their offensive line played very well last year, and I, they're going to be 100% healthy Justin Pugh has been a pro ball player. That was a big yep. mistake. That's been a big mistake for the Giants. And I thought The Giants it
2: playing him at tackle in general was a mistake.
3: They should have just kept him at
2: guard. I mean, well, they moved him to guard later because he was so horrible at tackle. He played well at guard in 2016, but, and
3: that just stopped. And really, since he's been to Arizona in the th- what is he, they're, they're three years? I think it's his fourth year in
2: Arizona. He's, he's been a pro yeah.
3: ball three t- uh, two times. Yep. Two out of the four uh-huh. times. So that you know that really hurts the Johns because he was a first round draft pick and they gave up on him too quick. Could you imagine him, Thomas and Neal on that offensive line, and now and kept Zietler. Could you imagine that?
2: Yeah, and uh, kept so many other good ones that they didn't didn't work. But no, they decided to go out of their way to trusted Eric Flowers and the worst tackle of all time, Bobby Hart.
3: <laughs> there you go. When we uh, come back on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we will get into all the stuff that we missed. I want to apologize to the fans that we started late. I tried to push it off to almost to 1 o'clock. So uh, we really appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and, and laying back and, and, and having the opportunity to listen to us. It's just uh, I know you guys are laying in your beds and probably saying, what are these guys doing up at 1242 at night when we were supposed to end at 12? We had cable internet problems uh, again, we missed uh, one of the guests that we were supposed to have. We were supposed to have Chris Lombardi on. Uh, we will have him on next week, so we apologize to Chris that we couldn't uh, bring him on as a, a guest on our show. But uh, we will be back on Thursday, full show, uh, great show lined up. We have two guests, and we have Mark and our friend Gerard joining us yep. on uh, on Thursday. So th- that that's like a full scale of you know you know different guests on our yep. show so
2: nine thirty, we got a uh, usa today mlb writer and reporter steve gardner mm-hmm. and at 10 o'clock we'll have a uh, cbs sports college football analyst and mlb network analyst mm-hmm. as well
3: rich waltz i know rich okay yeah, there you go rich coming on so we have a great show on thursday a lot of craziness and we'll get into all the craziness with the rj barrett which we really didn't get into as much uh and uh we'll get into the yankees and their struggles which is, has been and by the way Congratulations to Aaron Judge hitting the fiftieth his fiftieth home run. He's still on pace to breaking Roger Maris's record. Uh, still a lot of games left. I think over thirty games left. Yeah. So there's a very good chance. I mean, if he hits eleven home runs in thirty games, he ties Roger Maris if he hits twelve. Which I mean, he's on pace to do it. Uh, yep. He can he can break the record. I, I mean, the record that. Was broken, but with steroids, steroids, so everybody puts a you know asterisk on. (laughs) Yeah, you're not getting the '73 Barry Bonds. And And right now, if you look at the numbers, I I was reading something that was in a newspaper today. Aaron Rodgers is having. I mean, Aaron Aaron Judge Judge is having one of the greatest Yankee seasons we have seen of all time. That's how crazy his numbers have been. I mean, for a power hitter, that almost over 300, is on base percentage almost over a thousand. And, uh, I, I mean, he, he has like over 20, uh, almost 20 stolen bases. I mean, he's, he's a gold glove. He, they moved him to center field. He's been one of the better center fielders in all of baseball. I mean, I, I mean, he's had a great season. RBIs, he, I think he, he's second in RBIs throughout the league. 110 RBIs.
2: He also leads the league in walks right now. Yeah. Slugging and OPS and OPS+. plus.
3: I mean, those are the numbers. And, and right now, if the season were to end, he's... Absolutely, the MVP of the American. He also leads
2: in runs scored too. One hundred two runs scored and total bases three hundred six. He's
3: going to get himself a lot of money in the off season. He's going to get himself Just a lot. The question of it. if it's from the Yankees. I don't think it's going to be from. The I don't Yankees. either. I, I don't. I, I think it's going to be from San Francisco. But uh, it's a great season for him. Maybe it ends beautifully, and they win a World Series, and he rides off into the sunset, and he says, "You know what? I gave you your championship. Now it's time for for me to go." But we'll see what happens. Uh, again, we'll be back on Thursday. Tune in at 9 p.m. We will be back. Until then, this is Errol Marks at Speedy PD saying we'll talk to you then. Good night.
2: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.